Ah, we are back. It has been too many weeks, far too many weeks. Um, but we are back uh, with Star Trek Europa. We're got a hopefully a good show planned today. Um, I've got some good stuff, at least. Um, I am your host, as always, Jeff Harvey, and you can find me at all the places um, that you would normally find me. There's a link tree in the various places. Um, there's a new show that launched uh, earlier today. Um, Took me a little while to edit it, but it's a new show called uh, Against Boredom and uh, pretty fun so far. So I'm looking forward to doing more with that. Uh, And I hope everyone enjoys that episode. Those are coming out once every other week just so that I have time to do them. Um, Other than that, uh, I don't have much to add to the to the to the to the get go here. Um, Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, My name is Brian. I'm playing. uh... Ensign Elizabeth Page, uh, along with other characters. Um, yeah, you, you, you can find me on SETI Alpha 4, where I'm making sweet, sweet love to come. <laughs> this is SETI Alpha 5. Um, uh, Evelyn, go ahead. I'm Evelyn. I'm playing uh, Commander, Des- Commander Dr. Dasavi Oneit. Forgot my own last name. Uh, you can find me at Caffeinatrix on TikTok, and you can also find me usually every other Sunday that we're on a bit of a hiatus until May 1st over at St. Pete by Night on Twitch, um, which is our 90 plus player Discord 24 7 voice RP server. It's a lot. It's uh, a lot. I'm on that server. Uh, I have. I, I am technically a moderator on that server, but uh, I rarely intervene and I don't read a whole lot of everything because I just don't have time for that. That server is a lot. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks like it is. And I I, I peruse it every now and then. But um, some, some some sacrifices have had to be made. So yeah. Um, Legit. yeah, Jack, go ahead. You're up. Yes. Hello. I am Jack. Uh, I actually don't have too much to plug right now because I'm kind of between seasons. So interesting enough, interestingly enough, you guys all had more things to talk about than I do. Uh, <laughs> but I have my own Twitch and YouTube channel. You can find me over at twitch.tv slash the people's ascension and on YouTube under the same name. Uh, my whole deal is uh, I run a series called RPGs Uncovered, where I try to show just how quick and easy it is to learn a new TTRPG, uh, break down the core rules to and themes of the game in as little as a few hours, put out small bite-sized tutorials of like one to five minutes for uh, each little core concept you want to cover, and then do a fun uh, like four-session demonstration play show, which has always been a lot of fun. We have two seasons under our belt, a sci-fi show and a pastoral fantasy show. We are between seasons right now, uh, and with uh, with April being funky and uh, and Easter and all that. The the break is a little longer than normal, but we will be starting season three shortly once uh, people actually start talking to me on a regular basis again. Uh, but in the meantime, you can go and check out all of the previous content over on our YouTube page, including a Cyberpunk Red charity stream that we did for 
uh, Ukraine relief, which was super fun to play. We raised a lot of money that is over on the YouTube. The quadruple matching uh, donations is no longer active, but you can find a link to the Roll versus Evil page if you would like to make a donation uh, towards their cause. Great people. Uh, that was actually founded by uh, a few of the founders of Modifius, who, of course, made this fantastic game. Uh, so go check out Roll versus Evil. Uh, they're fundraising for all kinds of uh, frontline workers and charity uh, events and groups over in Ukraine. So go check that out. Watch some cyberpunk mayhem if that sounds cool for you. Uh, as for right now, I am playing Captain or Ronnie Ambrose, as well as a number of other cool characters that I hope to have fun with today. Let's, uh, let's get out in space. Yeah, let's go ahead and do a quick recap of the, the events of last session. Uh, it's been about a month since we played last. So I know there's um, some gap, not a gap in knowledge, but a gap in um, uh, connectivity. So uh, let's go ahead and, and do a quick recap of what was going on uh, for those who actually watch live. So who's got anything? Have you got some stuff? You got some stuff. You always got some stuff. So we had, uh, we discovered there were seven, seven class M planets in this system, which we are calling so Brian, you said earlier basket of plenty, but I thought you'd said valley of plenty, or was that just valley of uh, valley of okay. plenty? And the system that you guys are currently in is the one you have temporarily. Yeah, that was the named. whole cluster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The valley of plenty is the whole cluster, the, mm -hmm. and the system you guys are currently in, uh, you have nicknamed the Stone Karen system. Yes. All right. So wanted to make sure that my inner Witcher fan hadn't misheard that whole thing for the last two seats. Yeah, yeah, no, it's valley of plenty, as in you know, going to your Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Uh, so we went down to one of the planets and discovered there seemed to be some sort of uh, docking station. There were several markings etched into the stonework. Uh, we found some sort of bio runoff that matched or was similar to the DNA of the RN which were our space whales from forever and ever ago. And there was a lot of modern tech inside the, um, I want to say the caves, Korean caves. I think caves. Um, that we did not touch because it would have been very rude. And then we also had the other big highlight of the episode was the ongoing ethical discussion about uh, Eva and the SSH and their sentience and what we shouldn't shouldn't do without their permission. There was also some discussion as to the derivative or the, the origin of some of the text that you had discovered. Um, mm -hmm. And that it was tied somewhat to the station in some derivative ways uh, to Holleran Station. Mm -hmm. um, so, anybody else have anything I want to add to that? No, good. Um, uh, go ahead. Just so we've we, uh, been doing this for a couple of days. We've got uh, yeah. labs set up to handle the planetary. Uh, surveying and yeah, yep. So the Europa has been uh, has spent the last several days, uh, indeterminate number of days, probably about a week or so, 
um, doing data collection and sampling and, uh, uh, Varen has been down, you know, as excited as Vulcans get getting information, uh, you know, the, the anthropological information from the planet, um, everyone's been collecting the data they need. There have, you have discovered a number of life forms on the planet that are, uh, like moderate predatory creatures, nothing, nothing much larger than dogs, uh, unless you get into the the sea life and then there's some larger stuff. But, uh, for the most part, it's a, a docile planet. Um, at least the, the planet that you have not nicknamed at the moment, uh, Barry Bush. Um, you also named three moons, uh, that had the repair facilities on them. Um, and there you've discovered, uh, little to no additional life other than, uh, insects and small invertebrates and some very small vertebrate creatures, um, like voles and mice and things like that sized. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of way of large predators there, some avian, uh, but for the most part, it has been, uh, um, a Starfleet officer's dream to be able to explore a world and, uh, have new scientific things to be named and all of that. Um, whilst you're on the bridge, uh, let's go ahead and throw out, um, say Ezabeth, probably since she's the operations person, Nona, I can't get her to appear on the screen. There we go. Twice even. Um, and then let's see who we've got as our, our science officer. We got, uh, O'Connor, that'll work. Um, I'll start with those two, see when we go from there. Um, so you've been uh, running a few scans in the system. Uh, one of the things that has been a particular interest is the space lanes, quote unquote, of the RN. Um, and uh, as you are conducting some scans, you guys can go ahead and give me a science roll. We'll start the, start the session out with a, a big science roll. Um, you've got, uh, you have advantage because the amount of time you spent here, plus your science labs and all that stuff. So, uh, you get one, uh, you get one lower difficulty, which means difficulty is zero. Uh, and you'll get one additional momentum for all the time you guys have spent doing research. Uh, and then you guys can go ahead and give me a basic, uh, science role, uh, whatever stats you guys want to, whatever floats your boat most for the system, uh, for the role. And then Europa's not loading, so Insight I can't roll. Science. I can go ahead and roll sensors. You want to roll the sensors and I'll roll the science? Uh, yeah, well, why don't you go ahead and do the science roll and then the ship can assist on the sen- And I can assist. I'll, why don't we do it that way? Yeah, you can assist uh, and then I will roll this with the ship right now. Since I finally loaded. I'm going to guess none of my focuses apply here. Ship gets complicated. <laughs> uh, the main role there is three successes. So you have. Um, why does it show that one like that? That's weird. Um, I can't see what you actually rolled. It won't show me a 13. Um, oh. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, well, that's you know, I rolled challenge dice. That's probably why. Instead of task dice. Oh, I was looking at more what what Brian rolled. Brian's die roll is taint, is a different color. Oh. But yeah, you should probably not roll challenge dice to do this roll. 
I'm playing this game for five years, Ev. Come on. <laughs> you switched me over to a whole new system. Try that roll again. Yep. All right. There you go. So three successes total um, with the ship giving a complication, which I will figure out later. I don't know. <laughs> figure something out. Um, that gives you three successes. Uh, we can bank those if you'd like, or we can ask questions. But what you see coming on the sensors uh, at a distance in the quote unquote space lanes that are on the outside of the current system uh, appears to be uh, the RN. There appears to be a small pack of four RN coming into system, coming near to system. Um, they're actually. Uh, you detected them fairly quickly as uh, fairly quickly as they are not at warp or have just recently left their their whatever FTL um, capabilities are and are entering into the system. Uh, Elizabeth will uh, let out a small gasp. Uh, oh wow! There's the, the, look who just arrived. We did not add the picture of the IREN to this new game and to the new program. That's my bad. So, yes. I think uh, uh, Silva, if she's uh, at the helm, will take the initiative to move the ship a bit closer to them to get in better scanning range. Sure. Um, but not, not too close. Right. Don't want to disturb them. Um, they're moving at a pretty good speed for as far as subwarp goes, uh, and they appear to be headed towards um, well, the planet that you guys had. A J five is, I think, what you guys designated it, um, which is the large gas giant yeah. um, heading in that direction. Um, after a few seconds, uh, as you move a little closer, uh, there appears to be. Uh, a number of signature warp signatures coming out of oh good lord um i forgot you guys can't hear that so um when somebody when somebody subscribes or anything like that on twitch it makes the noise and i hear it but i don't think you guys do uh. um, and then it shows up over my face so it scared me anyway um several warp signatures appear uh on a quick glance from the security station, uh, you acquire approximately 40 targets. Um, the largest of which is uh, about a scale three and the smallest of which is about a scale one. Uh, There's mostly uh, large, mostly scale one ships. Who has the con right now, do you think? Uh, Should we decide that amongst ourselves? Yeah, it's whoever you want. Um, Mills makes sense. Or not Mills. Uh, like, O'Connor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> why, why are we putting the security officer on the sorry. O'Connor? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant, uh, I'm see sensors are picking up uh, a bunch of signatures. 
appreciate the field promotion, but yes, I, I, I see them. Oh, sorry. Um, should we call down to the captain? I'm sure you don't want to be, be made aware. Mm-hmm. Captain to the captain to the bridge. Or, I suppose it probably should just captain. We have information. You don't need to come to the bridge. The captain's always got to come to the bridge. You never tell anybody what anything is over the radio. You have they have to go there. <laughs> captain, you can go wherever you like. I have no one to tell you where you can and gonna go. Ambrose will start his way towards the bridge because new information is. Yeah, you know, something something's about to happen. He he, he has that Helian tingling in his in his weird eyebrow ridges. What, what's going on up there? Uh, we we followed um, the space lanes and found more of the the space whales. Um, there are lots of different warp signatures in the area. You bring up on very good. I know the science departments all have uh, a number of instruments to get scans done. Sir. Um, but yes, there the, the, those ships are also entering system and approaching uh, in the same wake as the uh, the Ahren. Uh, as you are relatively close to the, I'm not relatively close to the Ahren, um, but not close. Um, a lot of these smaller ships, uh, which you can see. Uh, right there, the uh, Tatora, which are one-man-sized ships. Uh, about two dozen of them break off and start heading towards the Europa. And we'll go ahead and uh, do our intro. Clearly Mills is during training right now. That's why she's not on the bridge. Um, so with that, uh, if you want to go ahead and do your, I don't know if you had an impromptu um, captain's log that you wanted to do prior to going back to the bridge uh, and whatnot, you can. If not, we can just skip that and go right to. Uh, we we covered, a, no, we can, we can continue. I had something I was working on, but we kind of bypassed a lot of that it. with what we've already done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so yes, there are a number, there's about a two dozen ships about scale one. They're a little bit bigger than a normal, uh, shuttlecraft, um, is heading, are heading towards the, uh, uh, the Europa. Also a couple of the larger ones, the, uh, this one down here, uh, are also headed towards Europa. Um, and that's about a size, uh, it, the picture does not show a good uh, a good representation. That's about a uh, 
about a scale three ship. And what is the Europa? I believe a four. Scale four. No, five. Four or five. It's big. It's bigger than this. These, all these ships are smaller than Europa. It's four. That's right. It's the, it's the smallest class of, of actual starship you can be. These no ones are. These, these ones that are just coming to the system um, without being shuttlecraft. So. Yeah, that's three. Yes. Uh, so at the moment, uh, I think O'Connor was at her station, and uh, I think uh, the chief of the, the chief of the watch, as it were, would be uh, Elizabeth. So, uh, Elizabeth will, uh, uh, take it upon herself to initiate contact. That seems like it'd be proper protocol right now. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I mean, hold on real quick. I want to settle. We have informed the captain that there are warp capable ships, right? You have informed the captain. It appears the captain was informed that there are warp capable Space whales. All right. Well, then let's let's catch him up. Uh, I figured it happened off screen in between the, while the theme song was going on. Yeah, uh, probably should have. But <laughs> we're busy. We're busy harassing O'Connor instead. How about we establish now that it is that it was what happened? Uh, we don't need to. We don't. I don't think that's the thing we need to play out personally. So, so instead of the languid pace that Ambrose was taking to come see the space whales because they're space whales, he will instead pick up his pace because they're ships in common. <laughs> right. Um, so, Yezabeth, is uh, you're ordering for opening Haley frequencies? Yeah. All right. Seems appropriate. Um, uh, go ahead. Uh, I'll send out a, a interstellar greeting. Uh, 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 Attention, uh, that, uh, attention, um, attention, um, attention, incoming vessels. This is the USS uh, Europa of the Fe United Federation of Planets. Uh, we're here on a mission of discovery. Uh, please, uh, uh, please introduce yourselves. Uh, you get no response at first. Um... They're making their way towards you. They're the smaller ships, the, the very small ones that are about shuttlecraft size. Um, they are moving at you, moving towards you at a fairly high impulse speed. The large ships, or the, the two large ones that are moving towards you, are moving at probably one quarter impulse, so not very fast. Elizabeth will turn her head to O'Connor. Go to yellow alert. They look like they're coming in kind of hot. Well, I was just about to ask O'Connor if. Could we detect if they have shields up, up or not? That would, that could, if they don't have their shields up, I don't see a reason to go to yellow, but if they do, then yeah. So I'll see what I can see. Um, that would also probably be a Mills thing if you wanted to have Mills get on, on bridge. Um, sure. At first, so when you scan the larger ships, you notice that there is an energy signature that is, um, shields for a lack of a better description they're not real powerful um the little ships do not appear to have any kind of energy deflector shields of any kind uh well they have you know basic deflectors so they don't you know space particles don't go through them but they are not um they do not appear to have any kind of like energy dampening shields they do appear to be armed though 
Jezebeth will consult with her past memories. Uh, and I think she can hear the general going, uh, better to be safe than sorry. And she's going to say, go to yellow alert. The ship enters into yellow alert uh, about the time that Ambrose enters the bridge. I suppose Mills is probably with him. That way we've got uh, the chief security officer and the captain aboard bridge. Um, not sure what the XO is doing. Might be in sick bay at the moment. And Elizabeth will quickly uh, sum up what uh, has occurred in the meantime. Captain, uh, the, the three ships approaching the uh, relatively small. Uh, they don't seem to be, ar- they, they are not, uh, their shields are down if they have shields, but they are armed. So it's a, it's about two dozen of the small ships, not three. Oh, okay. uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think you just misheard me earlier. There's, there's three of the large or two, two of the large ships and a bunch of the little ships. Moving. Gotcha. I think you just misheard oh, me, oh, which, okay. which is legit. Uh, Two dozen ships incoming, Captain. Um, yeah, they come up on screen, and those are the things you see. Three different kinds of ships. Um, and she'll add, she'll add you have the cot. I'm sure that's necessary part to establish chain of command. Right. Um, as the ships, the small ships approach, uh, as they get within uh, your weapons range, um, they still have not fired. They still don't have shields. Uh, your mills can do a quick scan and, and you note that they do have uh, energy and projectile weapons. Um, both size ships do. Um, and the little ships begin circling. Um, they don't attack. They just, at that range, they begin circling the uh, the Europa and are flying in different directions circling around it. It kind of um, begins to sort of confuse the sensors a little bit, but uh, what are you going to do? I'll no no one has fired yet. I'll add that we've, we've opened healing frequencies, but I've gotten no response. Okay. Uh, it's unlikely that we have any spoken information on their language, so it may take some time. We should continue. Uh, I'll open the hailing frequencies again. Greetings out there. I've heard that we have introduced ourselves already. However, I'm sure, having not met each other previously, that it will take some time to establish communications. I am Captain Arani Ambrose of the USS Europa. We bear you no ill will. We are on a mission of peace and exploration. We would like very much to meet you, and if you would like, exchange some information and culture. Probably O'Connor's memory, because Evelyn doesn't remember. Uh, Didn't we? Didn't the the RN have some sort of language that we sort of pieced together? The RN had the sort of. um, I know they had the telepathy. Yeah, that was mostly what you guys were using, and some clicks and sounds as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is not, I mean, these people are obviously not RN, though. I mean, they're. Um, no. Um, all right. I'll run in character with what, I, with what I'm thinking. I gotcha. Sir, it's possible if, if with the 
dots that we found on the planet, if they're using VRN, that maybe they speak VRN's language? They re might recognize some calls. It's mm. a good idea. Uh, can Yes, let's send out a, an Oren call, something very simple, a, a simple greeting. Okay. I don't know if I, that's something I can pull up on my armrest or if that's a whole like science roll we need to do. Uh, we don't need to roll for it. It's fine. Okay. You guys have that information in your system. You've done it before. Cool. Um, so you send out the signal. Uh, the RN themselves actually adjust course slightly. Um, the, you note that the these other larger ships uh, that were not moving towards you, there's uh, two or three of those. Um, what I have listed here is the harvesters. They are beginning to move in on one of the larger rn um after a few seconds the uh the tatoras the small ships that are circling you uh they disengage and begin heading towards the rn whereas one of the larger ships uh not larger ships but the, they're all sky scale three the bigger ones are all scale three um, but one of the warships here um stops relatively close and then begins hailing Put it on screen. So do it. Roll 20. I kill you, roll 20. So that is the face that appears on screen. Um, you shoot that over to our side? Yeah. Forget that it doesn't do it automatically. Um, Uh, I don't know how to do that. Uh, you need to put it on the token layer. Layer. Token layer. If you switch your layer to the token layer, it'll do it automatically in the future. Yeah, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know what the token layer is, so... Okay, no worries. I'll show you later. He's upside down now because I can't figure out how to make him go back excited up either, but um, whatever. It is what it is. Oh, here we go. Flip. Um, can you guys see it now? We're not actually on that map. You need to no. Put us, uh, you guys yeah, are killing me over here. Scene. Killing me over here. There you go. There we go. All <laughs> right. Um, cool. All right. So you should be able to see the three ships, uh, the dude, and the then your guys' tokens. Right. Everything's good. Yes. All right. Yep. Um, he uh comes on screen. Starship Europa, I am Ladan of the people. What are you doing in our system? In this system, they do not say our system. In this system, Ladan, is it, it is a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, first contact moments are something that we prize in Starfleet. As I said, we are a people of peace and exploration. This is a new area of space to us, and we are simply having a look around. We would certainly not want to infringe on any claimed territory, however. Oh, there's many space for all. You are welcome. Do not interfere with our hunt, and you shall be welcome in, our, in, in this space. That is very kind of you. I would certainly not interfere with your own activities. From what I understand, the limited sensors that we've taken... Uh, your people follow the, uh, we call them Oren, the creatures 
out there. Uh, you hunt them? We do. I can explain more to you once we are complete, if you wish. I would look forward to having a meeting, um, perhaps over some sort of meal. I assume your people have ingestions? Uh, yes, sharing a meal with new friends is a custom among our people as well. Uh, I will let you get back to your work, but afterwards, if you would like to join me on my ship, we have uh, quite a galley. Uh, we shall meet you aboard Sherol, the world, and he, uh, you get a coordinate. Um, this world is essential for the next part of our, of our task. And then he kind of nods uh, in, a, in a curt but professional, uh, uh, respectful manner. Uh, and then the screen goes out and the, uh, the ship begins to turn back towards the Ahren, um, which uh, you see the, uh, the small ships. <laughs> uh, the, the small ships, the Torta, the Ta-Tura ships uh, begin attacking um, and driving the, the one Ahren uh, away from the others. Begin to, they begin to separate the Ahren um, the weapons they're using don't appear to do a whole lot of damage to the RN. Like they don't really appear to be hurting it at all. Just really irritating them. Um, make sure we get sensors of what's going on here. Um, uh, after a few minutes of that, uh, one of the large harvester ships moves in and uh, fires a weapon, uh, a projectile weapon at the RN, which, uh, almost immediately, uh, unalives the RN. Um, and then it begins, it moves in and, uh, the Totora move it close, move the RN closer. The harvester ship begins, uh, sending out slightly, slightly larger than man sized, um, looks like exosuits almost, um, not quite as big as a worker bee, but pretty close. Uh, and they begin, uh, harvesting the RN. How big are the RN again? They're fucking huge. <laughs> Really, really, like really on big. ship scale level. Uh, I think I had them at like a seven or an eight. Oh, they're even bigger than our ship. Okay, yeah, they're they're huge. massive. <laughs> like okay, cube size. Yeah, they're they're up there in in the board oh. cube sphere. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're gigantic. Um, now the but, um, the biggest ones you've encountered thus far are that big, which is about what the biggest one here is. They also go down to quite a smaller. Like the smallest one here is probably about a size four. Did they take the big one or did they take? They took the biggest one. They took the biggest one. Yep. Okay. Uh, Yezabek will comment. They're going to be at this a while, I guess. Yeah. There's a grand total of six of the harvester ships, uh, which begin to move in and start working. Um, the two big warships, of which there's only the two, um, take up sentry positions. And then the Tara, uh, the Tatora um, are just kind of floating around they, they don't appear to be doing a whole lot of anything at this point um they go in and out okay. of the larger warships but they don't uh they don't it's hard to keep track of how many there are but they're not doing a whole lot else they're skirmishers like, yeah i'd like to run some math real quick yeah. uh, in character uh how how long what how long will it take them to consume the 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 RN? Uh, at the rate and efficiency that they that the harvesters appear to be doing what they're doing, it'll probably take uh, uh, probably a grand total of like four or five days um, to completely dismantle the RN. Uh, but 
they, they probably since they appear to be going after specific portions of the of the of the creature first uh it's likely that they do it in stages and that the the primary things they need the most important things will be done fairly quickly within like a, a few hours okay. i'd imagine the meat doesn't go bad because space is still right cold. right so, yeah. and it freezes you know <laughs> it's um but yeah there's uh as you're watching them do do this large um process uh what do you guys want to do anyone else have any any other scenes they want to do mid uh mid this uh silva will ask uh the captain uh should i set course for the rendezvous point they'll be at this for a while i'd be interested in seeing what our sensors can tell us about the process about the biology of the rn about how they handle uh, this hunt of theirs and they Surely took down this massive creature creature quite easily. The harrowing was really they when they were doing it to us they were they were messing with our sensors. A common skirmisher tactic. Well, we can sit and observe for a little bit here, and then, uh, and then, yes, we should set course for the planet and at least get get an eye on where it is we'll be meeting. Um, so the world that they the the coordinates that they sent you um, your ship uh, translates them fairly quickly as you've got access to the 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 written language that they use. Um, and several days of going at it. Uh, Shorol, S-H-O-R-L, is the world that you guys have nicknamed Blue Bush. Or Barry Bush, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one with the farm, right? Yes, the one that had the, the large uh, fields, of which you've discovered a number on the planet over no. after doing several days of investigation. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Um, so, uh, you guys are doing that uh, continuing to watch and, and gather information. Does anybody have any scenes they want to do whilst that is ongoing? Before we get to that, what was the name of the dude again? Ladon. Ladon. L E D O N. L apostrophe D A N. Ladon. D A N. You could probably spell everyone. I just made the names up today. So, because the names I had written down earlier, I can't find. <laughs> and he referred to his people simply as the people. the people. Correct. The people. Okay. He was Ladon of the people. Yes. And any any claims to ownership that I have thus far made are he did not make. That's just my that's stupid American speech. So we should probably pick who's going on the first contact. Would the captain be leaving the team himself? Uh, yes, Ambrose would very much like to lead a first contact mission. Sounds like a plan. Who would you bring along with you? Uh, I think it would make sense to leave Commander DeSavi on ship unless there's an argument she would like to make against that. I would argue my skills would be beneficial, however. 
both of us going down to, sh to the planet, even though it is, in theory, a peaceful mission, is not a wise decision. With the number of with the number of other vessels in the system and the capabilities we've seen from them, I'd like somebody to remain on ship with a fairly high degree of command experience. Uh, so Tong. Let us, so Tong, yeah. Right. <laughs> Lieutenant Tong, field promotion Admiral captain. Admiral Tong. Admiral Tong, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, who do we want to bring? Who wants to go, I suppose, is the question. Yeah. Uh, I, think I, think I would recommend... Mills and Yesbeth are always Mills. my two go-to. And uh, Specialist Varen. That would cover a lot of bases. She might be rather put out if you leave her here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mills, Cherica, and Varen. All right. And then obviously some security people. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any, any scenes that you wanted to do prior to that? Anything aboard ship that you wanted to do? Tong or O'Connor or Kostra or Koba or anybody else that wants to do anything before that? Um, I would love, I think Kendall is going to try to get herself onto the, the mission. She wants to do a first contact. Um, but it, out of character, I want it to fail, but I want to play out okay. her trying. Sure. Uh, who should go with trying, who, who would be a good foil for that? Do you think? Well, I mean, the person you'd probably most likely go to to get on the mission would be Dasavi. <sighs> yeah, I think you're, I think, I think it would be as let's cause problems on purpose i feel that sigh was very in character as Kendall <laughs> oh realized. yeah as soon as she realizes that she's gonna have to go to her mom for this she's yeah so uh yeah uh so she'll she'll go and she'll uh uh commander okay. uh yeah i i I want to make it clear, I'm not asking for special treatment or anything like that. But I, I was hoping I could go down to the surface with the first contact team. I've never been part of a first contact mission before. Quite an opportunity. I'll ask the captain what he thinks about adding someone else to the mission. We don't want to overwhelm them. Hey, is Ev really quiet to everyone else, or is that just me? Sorry, I got to Yeah, you're a little quiet, Ev. I turned my microphone way down because apparently it was popping. Mm. Is it still popping? No, I'm not no. hearing it. No, okay. you're good. Is the volume better? Yeah. A there's, there's a little popping, but the volume is better. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It, it sounds good well, the way we'll it is. We'll go with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you're not now talking you're at in, all. Now you're not talking at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now the headset really needs to go away. Yeah, there you go. All right, we good? I think yeah. if you all turn, right. I think if you turn your head, it gets too far away from the sensor or something. Hey, shh. 
shouldn't. The sensor is like right here. It is yeah. a f- less than a foot away from me. <laughs> it's the, it was a refurb Turtle Beach and I think I'm just going to give up on it and buy a razor. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, you know, some of the opportunity. Yes. It is a very unique opportunity. And I will ask the captain what he thinks about adding someone else to the mission. We don't want to overwhelm them. But it would be a shame to miss such an opportunity. Thanks. I, uh, to be honest, I wasn't expecting that answer. I trust you know how to comport yourself. You are level-headed, and well, I hope some of my skills at diplomacy have rubbed off on you over the years. I mean, I, I, you know, I went to the academy like anybody else. I, I'm not a child anymore. Indeed. We'll see what the captain has to say. Would you want to just call the captain into this conversation, or do you want to have that one-on-one? I think it's more interesting if we if you have it while you're here while she's here. Good. Shouldn't him shoot you down in person. All right, we'll call the captain in. Captain, there is an interest in joining the away team. If you have a moment. Fair. Very well, I'll be right there. So a little small talk and Captain walks in. Uh, Kendall is an ensign? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ensign? Commander? Shall stand, stand straighter. Ensign Onayat has taken the initiative to request to join the away team. He has never had a first contact mission before. On the one hand, it's quite the opportunity. On the other hand, I do understand that these teams should be carefully selected and should not be too large. I wanted your input. Antonin Oneyat, do you remember the do you remember the courses at the academy covering first contact missions? I do, Captain. I, I, I do. I do, sir. I passed. I passed first contact initiatives with flying colors. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you're well aware then that first contact missions are about the most difficult and most dangerous missions a Starfleet officer can embark on. I understand that, Captain. I, I, I'm absolutely ready. I know a lot of graduated cadets who have claimed to have been absolutely ready for a number of situations. I'm sure you did very well in your course studies. However, the 
real thing is far more variable. I appreciate your initiative and I would like I would like to engage your interest but not on the away team. I need to keep this mission small. I need to keep this mission with crew members that I know I can rely on in this capacity and who have experience on away missions dealing with other cultures. Her face takes on a odd quality. Uh, I don't think you can tell by her appearance uh, how she feels about this. Oh, this is, this is a good point because Ambrose can reach out with his empathy. You feel nothing when you reach out to the, with your uh, empathy you sense like a ball of hate. Like it's, it's, this isn't to say like, it's different from how it usually is. This is how it usually is, but it just feels wrong. It's like a black hole of, uh, uh, mind squiggles. Rage. With her flaw, that's, that's what he's getting. He's not, or is it just the telepathy? That's the telepathy. Uh, that, that's that's her condition, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. But her face is inscrutable too. Uh, so it's yeah. Yeah, he'll give a side eye and raised eyebrow to Dasavi real quick. However, as I said, I would like to engage your interest in this matter. I will make the full debriefings available to you. And I would very much like you uh, to accompany one of our uh, sensor technicians and keep an eye on the happenings down planet side. And perhaps if this first contact mission goes well and further contact, and we are invited to further contact, we can introduce you to uh, these new life forms. She says stiffly, uh, if you think that is the best course of action, Captain, then I suppose I have no choice. Do one of those very slow, drawn-out nods. Don't worry, Ensign. We're out in completely uncharted space. I'm sure there will be plenty of opportunity for first contact missions. Let's get you first contact with this sort of mission. Yes, sir. Uh, if that was all, am I excused? Dismissed, Ensign. Shall turn around on our heels, leave the room with a swish. Swish. A immediate pan to Dasavi. We're not hearing you again. What did you get? Nothing. Absence. 
as opposed to nothing. Something. Something happened from the last time I saw her. I, when she first came on ship, I tried to speak with her and found myself reeling in pain. I haven't tried since. I assume this is not a normal Betazoid. Part of growing up? No. Um, usually losing our telepathy is something that happens only to the oldest of us. And it's a very traumatic experience. And in your capacity as first officer and chief medical officer, what have you done about this information? I referred her to our counselor. He has not been lax in her performance and I don't know She's declined assistance. She's been performing her duties as assigned. Unless that changes, technically there's not much I can do. She has the right to refuse treatment. If it's not interfering with her with her job. My concern is that this was not on her record, which means it was not something that was previously detected nor something that she felt the need to bring up. Uh, she's of course entitled to make decisions of her own body, but I would classify this as a disability and Starfleet needs to be made aware of the disabilities of its officers. That's saying nothing to, as you said, a possibly very traumatic experience. I believe this is the sort of thing in your capacity As my, as my number one, that you should have brought to my attention. Right. I handed it off to the ship's counselor to remove myself from the situation as her mother. 
in an attempt to be objective. And I. You're the, the executive officer on this ship. My number one, you cannot remove yourself from a situation. If you are unable to command a family member as your role as commander, that's something we will have to evaluate. It was a misstep in my part. One I will correct. Regardless, you're right. She, she has the right to refuse service, but in doing so, she may also compromise her career. There are situations in which refusing counseling, refusing medical treatment is justification for being transferred away from a frontline position, as we are in the Europa. She's handling her duties. You're right. There's only so much we can do. But I want you to stay on top of this. Should we wrap up the scene? I think I think there is an awkward just sort of we're both trying to figure out how to how to deal with this situation. We can we can fade from there. <sighs> okay. It seemed like there was one more sentence to be said, but uh, I I think an awkward end yeah. also works. Mm -hmm. um, it going unsaid might actually be more beneficial in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, several hours pass. Um, you've made your way towards the planet to beam down for your first contact encounter. Um, the, the, uh, the remaining three Aren have arrived at their, at the planet they go to the, they were going to, which is the, what you've classified as J five. Um, they appear to be, um, collecting stuff from the planet itself. The, the gas giant, <clears throat> um and sort of just going about their giant space whaley business um there uh the main uh rn that was harvested uh is still being tended to by the larger ships um several over the course of the of the time that you were doing things uh several of the smaller ships were going in and out of both the main warships and the harvester ships, they were going back and forth between them, probably, probably ferrying various things back and forth between the ships. Um, uh, and then a number of the small ships went to the moons uh, around J5, where they then proceeded to land, um, usually no more than three or four at a time. Uh, but they would land in several hours later. Well, several, it's only about a couple hours, but uh 45 minutes to an hour or so later one would leave and one would land that kind of thing um 
after some time, the larger uh, the, the larger warship, uh, which still larger is relative, it's all still size three, um, began moving towards the planet, uh, and a message was sent uh, out to all the ships in the area, all the uh, the people's ships uh, that. Uh, um, hang on, I have the name here. Let's do. do, 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 do. Rana Ladan Tajur uh, will be arriving on planet to begin the festivities. That name again? It's Ladan Tajur, but Rana is a title. Oh, gotcha. Rana appears to be a title. Uh, do we have enough in our database to determine what that title may may be equivalent to uh, admiral president leader is the closest leader. word chief leader something along those okay. lines um boss man uh, it doesn't really equate to a necessarily a military title so much as it as like a political title um prime minister maybe okay can I spend time on the route to because we had some time between yeah. could I uh could Elizabeth have created a, in a in agenda or a plan for uh for this first contact meeting that could give us advantage? Um I wouldn't say an agenda or a plan, but possibly some additional research uh into um similar cultures from what you're seeing i can go with that okay. so yeah I'll, I'll do that yeah go ahead and give the roll okay uh who, who's working on that yes but i'm certain is someone that could something is that something you would engage our resident anthropologist with yeah I, yeah absolutely yeah so you can assist on us she can assist yeah, yeah. Uh, and assist is only one die, correct? Correct. Uh, right. Um, reason science? Sure. That's what I rolled, yeah. I would also Oof. accept insight science. Too late. <laughs> Complication. Yeah. Um, we did get one, we did get one, uh, we did get one uh, point of advantage uh, so. Um. Uh, what was the advantage for? Oh, uh, background info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you guys uh, succeed, but there is a complication which I will. Uh, maybe, see what, maybe we got something go wrong. Yeah, we'll see what presents itself as we go. Yeah. We 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 offend them by shaking their hands. Something like that. Right. Um, so you beam down to the uh the planet. Uh the first of all, the the people, the they don't appear to go to the planet by beaming. They definitely take small crafts down. Um the only other small craft you're seeing is the the little one that I showed you guys before, the um the Tatora. Okay. 
Um, so everybody's basically there's a bunch of these going down, like probably another dozen of these going down to the planet. Um, the uh, the large warship. All right. After a major minor technical failure, um, we are back. The everything appears to be working good. Uh, everything loaded back up. No problem. We're back on the stream. And uh, where we left off. The. Uh, I believe I had mentioned that the large ships appear as though they could land on the planet if they wanted to, but they are the crew or the, the ships that are going down on the planet are the smaller ones. Um, they, that look like they're single, maybe two riders at the most. Um, so you're probably going to guess no more than 24 people down on the planet, uh, plus yourselves, um, which I think is an important number to note. Um, and I believe that Ambrose would probably have looked into that on his way down. <laughs> so, um, all right. Um, down on the planet, uh, I assume you're beaming down. Yeah. Okay. Um, you beam down uh, a little bit after they arrive. So they've had a little bit of time to think to, to get things uh, began. You know, that there are a number of um, uh, tent like structures that have been set up or are being set up around the fielded areas where you guys were before. Um, there was one of the Karens here. Uh, there was one of the stone structures that was here. You should have, you should have been able to find one if you hadn't before there was one here. Um, yeah. So they're, they're situated largely around that structure. Um, they're, uh, they're not huge tents, but they're fairly large. They're probably, you know, what you would expect a five or six person tent to be. Um, there's a couple other larger tents as well, uh, that are, you know, not quite circus tent sized, but you know, wedding assembly sized. Uh, and then there's a number of people going in and out of the main Karen structure. Uh, no one is really paying any attention to the fields. Um, but you also see, uh, uh, this guy here, I don't know if you guys can see this one that I'm selecting. Um, but there's a number of those. They're dressed like that. Um, they have what looks like spears, but a quick glance will also know that they are probably also an energy weapon. Um, so yeah, there's probably a dozen or so of those half dozen of those on the planet. Those guys that you're seeing moving around. Um, two of them are standing near the, main door to the Karen uh, and this other gentleman right here who is wearing some armor and a, uh, what looks like a light cape uh, station uh, looks like he's wearing a uniform of station uh, it matches similar to the uniforms that these guys are wearing but slightly more ornate uh, he's standing there he is not these are similar looking photos but they're not the same guy um, uh, as you uh as you beam in and see all of that, he uh, he leans to one of the, the, the other guard type people and says something. And then uh, the three of them begin walking towards you. Um, did you take any weapons with you? I'm sure we would yeah. at least yes. have a type twos. Yeah, we have type uh, twos. It's the standard type one type twos. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you... <clears throat> as he approaches uh he stands tall these these guys are probably uh six five six six in that region um all three of them are pretty much in that that height range um you see some of the ones walking around they might get closer to seven foot but that's the tallest you're seeing any of them be they're pretty big guys 
Um, as he approaches, uh, he raises his hand and gestures uh, in what you're guessing is a, a kind of a salute. It's sort of a um, uh, sort of a almost like a power gesture, but it's to it, more to his side, and and uh, he seems to to hold himself with some esteem. I assume that you are the captain of Europa. I am Venru. I am the Sinin, the Sinin of Dantajur. No, sorry, the Nita. I am the Nita, which is a title. Uh, roughly translate to Warbringer. Okay. You are expected. Very good. It is a pleasure to meet with you, Venru, and your people. He looks you up and down, points to uh, the thing on your belt. Is this a weapon? It is. A small handheld energy projectile. A little bit of a smile on his face. Very well. This way. Um, I assume you follow him. Yeah. Right. The three guard, the two guards, and him uh, escort. Can I? Can I pick up anything off of them? Uh, the guards are easy to read. He is not. Um, they mm-hmm. have a very uh, stoicism at the moment. They don't. They don't feel nervous or anything. They just feel like, uh, cause you're, uh, empath. Um, uh, professional calmness, I guess. Like they're expecting nothing, no, no real threat. Um, mm-hmm. but they're prof- obviously in at a ready. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's more difficult to read. Um, it's not impossible to read him. It's just, uh, he's got more of a, uh, a, a veneer on his mind, um, more steel. I'm kind of mostly interested if that little smile was a like scoff look at their puny weapons or odd. Yes, fellow warbringer, I respect you for being smart and coming armed. Um, actually, the sense you get was more of a, and I was right. Okay. So, um, I don't think uh, Yezabeth's going to be able to help by bringing out her tricorder and scanning uh, the aliens as we as we walk through the room. Do you here. do you want to do that? Yes. Okay. Um, we'll give that. Uh, we'll assume that that is gathering information in case we need to do something later. Okay. Um, so as you uh, approach the, jar, the large Karen, you notice that they have put up. Um, a number of multicolored banners on the outside. They're on poles. Um, nothing is attached to any structures. It's all just poles and, and banners. Um, they're brightly colored, uh, which is in contrast to the colors that these guys are wearing are, are largely golds and and reds and silvers. They It's a very Roman-esque color scheme until you get to the banners, and then it's a lot of like bright colors um, with different symbols on them. Uh, there's about... Uh, uh, well, you can see eight banners currently, and they all have different symbols on them, and they're all different colors. Um, obviously, it's some kind of herald, heraldic display. Um, 
the images on them range from things like Arun to some of the weapons that these guys have that they're carrying, stuff like that. So it's pretty easily identifiable as like a heraldric thing. Um, as you enter into the room, into the Karen, it is much brighter than it was before. There are a number of um, uh, ho, ho, uh, I'm trying to think of the word um, things that hold fire. Uh, cauldrons, braziers, braziers. That's what I'm looking for. Um, a number of braziers. flaming braziers. Yes, braziers. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> liberation movement all over. Uh, there are a number of braziers, but they're not holding actual fire. They appear to be holding some kind of plant that is emitting a large, uh, a, a fairly light colored uh, bioluminescence. Um, there's a fragrance in the room that was not there before. Um, on top of the smell of these, these people, which is kind of a, um, almost an acidic tone. Um, uh, almost like if you spray too much, uh, Lysol in a room, that's kind of the, the first hit that gets you. But on top of that, there's also a very floral pattern in the room. That's probably coming from these plants. Um, it's a, it's a very pleasant, almost rosy scent. Um, Standing in the middle of the room, uh, looking at some of the uh, other people that are in the room, they're doing various odd jobs. They have several like tablet type computers, um, large uh, mechanical <coughs> interfaces um, and whatnot that are being laid out on benches and and the places where they're looked like in the care and in the uh, where there might have been tables and things like that. They're laying things out. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Do they- do they seem to be accessing the computers we saw? We, we saw them have some kind of machinery here. Have they like plugged into those? Um, most of that machinery was on the on the moons, I thought. There okay, should there, there, there would be a little bit here, and yes, they are accessing it. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, there's also a number of uh, uh on one of the larger flat surfaces, there's also a number of maps uh, and a couple of people are going over them, uh, and you can hear vaguely them discussing. Uh, like crop yields and stuff like that. Um, the uh, the Ladon, the man that you saw earlier, is talking, sitting in the middle of the room watching some people work, and he's talking to uh, one of the other guard-type persons. Um, uh, when he he sees you approaching, and he shoes that person away kind of in a dismissive gesture uh, and turns to the lot of you. Uh, <clears throat> Venru, thank you for bringing them in. Uh, you are command. Uh, this the, he is a slight bit taller than the rest of them. He's, I mean, he's in the six foot nine, six foot ten range. Um, uh, I believe you are. You must be com- uh, Captain uh, Ambrose. Yes, that is correct. Uh, it is excellent to meet you. I am Rana Ladan Tanjur. I am the leader of the people, and we welcome you to our world which we suspect, uh, looking around at some of the things that we are seeing. You may have been here before. What do you think of our of this fine planet? It is quite a garden world that you've cultivated. A very pleasant place. It serves many purposes. We are grateful to have such access. I hope that our uh, curiosity has not disturbed your the tranquility of your space here. We tried to be as 
non-invasive as possible. These worlds are vast and there is plenty for all. There is no damage and no harm and the food that this planet yields will provide for us all. You say you are explorers, as he turns and begins to head back towards the maps area. Yes, we, uh, Starfleet, that is the organization we hail from, uh, uh, an exploratory wing of our government, the Federation of Planets. We have a mission to seek out new life and new civilizations and to explore the galaxy. We're quite far from home. I see. Uh... My worlds, hmm. we do not explore much. We are wanderers, but we stay within the ranges of what we are given. Why do your people leave? Why, what is the reason for your explorations? He begins fiddling with some maps as he's, you know, talking to you. I suppose you could say we are a very curious people. Uh, this federation of ours compo- is composed of hundreds of different civilizations, thousands of worlds. We like to meet others and learn about them and get new perspectives. It betters our understanding of who we are and our place in the galaxy. Hmm. It's a noble pursuit. Well, we are the people. We are... We have been referred to as, uh, hmm. there is another name we have been given, but I cannot, uh, Dejarin, I think is the word that is used by the others, uh, regardless, uh, we are a nomadic folk and, uh, my people do not, <laughs> do not possess such curiosity. Hopefully we can be of interest to you, though. Look at this. What's that? You said you're nomadic, but is there a world you originated on? Is it somewhere here in the cluster? Oh, that's a good question. I am not aware. There are many legends that the people of the Daj- the, the, the people, the Dajarin, have come from a place outside of this valley, uh, the the uh, the worlds of plenty. But it's some time. Uh, it is not from my grandfather's time, even. Uh, it is many. The stories change, you know? Stories are fluid. Um, there is no known home world to our people. We spend our time on our ships. We spend time with the Aren, and we come to these worlds all throughout the valleys. Um, we share them with the others. And we keep mostly to ourselves, as there are many risks outside of this valley. And uh, while our people are not strangers to war, we are not many. We do not seek it. Well, we we speak. We seek only peaceful contact. So rest assured, you will not have to worry about any about us. Look at this. And he pulls up the map and, and gives it to you. This is what we see our system. You have spent time on many of these worlds, yes? Uh, Some more than others, but 
Yes. Have you seen any evidence, any uh, traces of hmm, hostile beings? And he points to one of the worlds and taps on the, um, the ice planet in particular. No, in fact, uh, there seems to be no carnivorous creatures even, which is pretty unusual for this... Uh, Pretty unusual for this high frequency of M-class worlds. Well, you know, I'm sorry, I'm trading off here. Well, he kept gestures. Yes, yes. Uh, excellent. He kind of rolls the paper bucket and hands it back to uh, one of the other people. If you have seen no signs, uh, then all is good. He gestures to one of the people and says something very quickly. Uh, and they salute and head out to, uh, to several seconds later, you hear one of the ships taking off. Oh, Hey, I heard that. Yeah. That was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't turn the pads down and I accidentally hit one of the alert. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yes. So do you expect hostility from that particular planet? No, but in past we have found um, a suited people. Um, I don't remember their name, but they were a hostile force um, some years ago, two, one or two years ago, cycles ago. They, uh, they came here in a ship crashed in the area uh, we have done our best to ensure that they do not return as their their lizards just seem to be hostile uh, they called themselves uh, the Bren this thing sounds familiar did we encounter these guys before uh, he's probably pronouncing it incorrectly. Um, oh, I mean the Breen. Yes, that is the word. Uh, they came here from, uh, they claim um, a portal in space. Uh, came through and crashed with their bug ship and their lizards. Are the Breen lizards? No, but the Jem'Hadar look like lizards. I say, gotcha. That would be an Ambrose would probably catch that no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amb yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I don't suppose you have it, you have any scans of these uh, of these people, uh, or maybe stolen technology, or perhaps a thermal scan. Something. He snaps his fingers and gestures. Bring me this. Um, he says something in you know in in a something your translators don't catch. Uh, and he, somebody hands him a, a, a pad, uh, and gives it to, uh, gives it to you. And this is what I have. Uh, what is left of them. Uh, we have, uh, those who are hostile as they were, have no place here. And they were, uh, resolved, uh, which you get this, uh, this sense of pride from him in your, in your, uh, 
<clears throat> in your empathy. He hands you the sheet. What was this? Uh, it says, um, he points to the thing uh, on the paper, on the, on the paper, on the, on the pad, uh, and tells you a, a number of it is, uh, uh, cycles, uh, four, four cycles, it looks like, um, which your translator brings out to be about a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. Mid Dominion War. Okay. I'll take uh I'll take uh whatever's data I can from the pad and transfer it to the tricorder. Yep. Um it is definitely a uh, a Jem'Hadar ship. Um there was a there was appears to have it appears to have crashed. There was a brain survivor, a number of uh um, Jem'Hadar survivors. There was no other there were no other survivors. They were all uh they were all eradicated and there all traces of them were uh, discarded so while while they're having this conversation ambrose is just going to discreetly you know turn around and sort of talk quietly in his communicator commander Dasavi, i'd like you to keep an eye out on the horizon up there i've just learned that about a year year and a half ago there was some dominion activity in this area breen and jem hadar Seems to have been taken care of, but stay vigilant. Sir. She will order um, broader scans. If we can uh, narrow in to any Dominion signals. There was also mention of a portal, probably a, a wormhole, likely unstable. Mm-hmm. See if you can pinpoint that. Um, after a few more minutes of discuss of just general chatter and discussion, um, some people come in, they look a little bit different. Um, I don't, I didn't get a photo, a picture of them yet. Uh, I was still looking to find a good one, but they look like a more diminutive version of these guys. Um, the, you can't tell from this photo, but the guys with the spears actually look different too. They've got a, a different facial structure and they've got like tentacles coming off their lips. Um, if you zoom way in on this, you can see it better. Um, but there's basically the uh, it's three different species is what what you get from that. Um, okay. Different, but similar. Anyway, this third this third group that comes in, they're much more diminutive. Um, they're probably. Um, small human, not not not. Um, not dwarfishly small, but smaller than normal humans, probably in the four or five range, six foot range or five, four foot five to five foot six range. Um, and they come in with uh, a number of uh, like pulled behind uh, hovering, like almost like grav lifts, uh, uh, tables and, and things that are covered. Uh, and there's a, a new smell that enters the room. Uh, it is a fragrant, uh, a cross between like beef and chicken kind of smell, uh, as well as a lot of like uh aromatic fruits and vegetables kind of smells. Um, and they pull them in, pull these things in and lay them around the, the outer wall uh, of the, of the Quran. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, the outer wall area of the, the Quran and the uh, Ladan gestures. Ah, yes, it is time. Uh, there are some perks to being the Rana. Please join me. Um, and, um, Venru also 
makes his way towards the uh, the newly uh, entered items. And as everyone, as a, as the these two approach and the guards and whatnot approach, the uh, the smaller uh, creatures, the smaller people lift the lids off of these things, and uh, there are uh, plates just heaped over with various kinds of food. There's meats and vegetables and fruits and beverages and all kinds of things that look actually quite tasty. Um, similar in fashion and cook and style to human food. A quick scan from, uh, from your tricorder shows that it is all palatable and edible food. Uh, does this match up with the, the, this is the, the food that has been growing here, right? A lot of it is. Yep. Yep. Um, this food that you found on these worlds, um, there's a few plants and stuff that you don't recognize from the world, from the scans you've done. Uh, and the meat appears to be largely a red meat. Okay. Um, there are other types of meat there, but that is the, the largest heaping is, is the Aharen meat. Uh, well, it seems simple, <laughs> Captain. Please join us if you will. Thank you for your hospitality. This all looks quite delicious. As you said, perks to being uh, the Rana. Uh, as he, he takes a, a plate and begins putting food on it, um, you note that uh, you quickly note that no one is actually eating yet uh, as he is, you know, people are getting their plates together and obviously he goes first, but uh, it's not like a, he finishes and then everyone else goes. So he takes the, first of the line and, and begins going. Um, when it all is done, when he's gathered all the food and, and things, he moves back to the center of the room and raises his hand up for the, everyone becomes quiet and turns to him. And uh, he begins, uh, he speaking. My friends, we have once again been graced with the Arends gifts to us. We, we wish to thank and be thankful for all that we have been given. The sacrifice of a creature to sustain us all. It is a regrettable necessity of life. We owe it to those who have died before us and those who have sacrificed themselves to be our sustenance, to live the best we can and to ensure the safety of those in the future who come here. The RN are not just our... Uh, he says something in his language that your tricorder doesn't catch, but it's something roughly that translates to sustenance. Um, they are also our responsibility. In the recent months, we have seen new hunting of the beasts. Once this day is complete, we have replenished our stores. We will find the culprits, and while war is not our path, sometimes it is necessary. He points over to uh, the, the other guy, um, Venru Ardo. Uh, for, sorry. Uh, Venru Adro is the new Neta. 
he will show us the way to bringing these hostile forces into line. Many of us will most likely have this one last feast, but the sacrifice of those will be to sustain the others. And for that we give all we are, our thanks, our strength, and our futures. Then he says something else and uh, raises up his uh, piece of fruit and takes a huge bite, which point everyone else cheers and begin eating. Uh, just speaking out of character, um, do we want to ask them about this or? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the food begins. You guys are, uh, I assume you're going to actually eat. Um, uh, it, is this like just standing and milling about like banquet style? Yeah, like absolutely. Banquet hall style? Okay. Yep. Yep. They don't really appear to have a whole lot in the way of chairs. <clears throat> uh, do they eat with their hands? They do. Okay. Varen yep. is going to have trouble with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, heading back up to the ship, um, Dasavi, you note that uh, one of the harvesters begins moving off. Um, yeah. The uh, the small ships are still going back and forth between all the harvesters and the other large warship. Um, the um they're clearly ferrying supplies and whatnot between everything um, but one of the harvesters begins moving off towards the uh, uh one of the three stooges um no so uh and you're getting a uh, quick sensor readings on it show that it is experiencing some kind of uh mechanical difficulties uh it is leaking some kind of not plasma but uh some kind of plasma-like substance. It's the same. It's actually emitting the same signature as the the uh, the Harendu when they're going into FTL. Um, okay. and it is apparently leaking um, something. Which of the uh, was it? One of the three Stooges planets that was the that had the dock. All three of the planets. All, all the three Stooges all, all have the dots the, on them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will hail the ship. All right. Uh, on screen, one of the, the smaller, more diminutive uh, aliens comes on screen. Uh, yes? How may we be of service to you? You are leaking. Your ship appears to be damaged. Do you need assistance? Uh, he checks a couple of things. We are, we are damaged. We have suffered a failure of a containment unit. We are heading to... Do I have a name for the moons? I don't think I named the moons. I did not. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, we're heading towards Sivert. We're going to affect repairs. And he kind of nods and you get a distinctive, uh, uh, a distinctive impression from these guys. They are, they are very meek. Okay. And he has a, a feeling like the sense that you get from him is that he does not want to be of any trouble to you. <laughs> You have what you need. Do you need assistance? We have some very capable engineers. Um, there's a, a bit of hesitancy, and then he looks around, and we would be most grateful for any assistance you can provide. 
I mean, you can't, there's a definite, like, he does not mean that. Um, <laughs> he says it, but it's very much a, oh God, don't come over here. I don't wish to trouble you. If, if you would prefer to handle things on your own, I don't want to intrude. Uh, we, uh, we welcome you aboard ship. It is, uh, it is the will of uh, uh, Ranatajur that you be provided all uh, experiences. Please, you may come. Very well. I will send a couple of my engineers. We should pick a team. Hmm? We should pick a team yeah. to go over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like Tong should be on the team. Yeah, no, I'm going to send Tong and Koba. I, I, actually, I actually would rather uh, Desabi, or, uh, Silva go. Silva's not security. No, but they might be fire piloting issues. I can send both, but I'm well. I suppose we could just send random security person A. Yeah, up to you guys. If she if he wants to take Silva, that's fine. What what sort of vessel is this? It's one of the harvesters. The harvesters, okay. Yeah, the big. It's one of the big. The biggest. Ones. Yeah. 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 The bigger. It's the biggest of the three big ships. Okay. Not yeah, again, can, size three, but still. I could go with Silva and Koba. I'm not opposed to that, but you should definitely have a character that goes as well. I don't have any characters that would go. I don't have any characters that would make sense for it to go. Okay. It's up to you. Well, I mean, Dasavi. Uh... Um. <laughs> yes. Dasavi is just going to leave the ship. The captain said somebody in command should stay on Europa. So Dasavi is going to go over to the harvester. It's additional because... first contact, you know? <laughs> Um, why did you disobey my my heavily suggested not really an order because because it was a suggestion and not an order (laughs) you didn't say i had to you just said i should um o'connor could go it really wouldn't make sense for her um yeah but i think uh silva i'm sure we have one of the the we have runabouts, right? Uh, I'm oh, yeah. sure one of them has an in, They have modular packages, so we could probably put like an engineering package on one of them in case there's any extra vehicular uh, repairs that need to be done. Yeah, I'm good with that. <clears throat> so uh, Silva is going to be readying the shuttle when Tong uh, uh, arrives. And uh, she says, finally, we get to go on a mission together. Yes, I, uh, I, I heard we're going to be meeting some new people. First contact or, well, I guess uh, first point five contact, second contact. Is it considered second contact if first contact is still you know, in contact? I, I believe it, 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 it's gone, it goes second, so I do think it's second contact. Second contact. Uh, perfect. I'm looking forward to I'm I'm looking forward to it. Second contact's the more fun anyway. You get to actually roll up your sleeves and get shit done. Not not just fancy steak dinners. I'm I'm interested to to see what their uh their their technology 
is like. Me too. Speaking of which, and I would like to spend an opportunity cost to say that there is a device that can do high-tech technology schemes uh, on people, like a Starfleet intelligence device that is made for exactly this kind of situation. Like what kind of information do you want to get, I guess is the question. uh, technological uh, information, specifications, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so, I can make up a name. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's fine. This is a spec scanner. It's Starfleet. It's a Starfleet intelligence device. Um, I was thinking, while we're there, we can get some scans. See if these people are up to something. Up to something. Yes, everyone's up to something. That's what I'm thinking. Glad we're on the. I'm. I'm. Great minds think alike. Yes. Very good. Uh, the more, are we the more having we know. this conversation? Uh, In the shuttle bay. The, the runabout. Alright. <laughs> Not on the bridge. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who who would be in charge of this away mission? Is is Tong in charge? Tong, I believe Tong would be the number one Tong guy. In charge. Um. Um, before you go, Dasavi would tell you this is still, in a sense, first contact. Be mindful of etiquette. And be careful to not offend. They seemed... Outwardly eager, but inwardly reluctant to accept our assistance. So... Do... Find the... Find the balance between doing everything and not doing enough, if that makes sense. Loud and clear, Commander. And certainly no improvements. Right. No improvements. Yeah, that would be bad. I know how you engineers get. Well, I'm sure we'll all be fast friends. Don't worry, Commander. Uh, we, We know... We know uh, when to when to hold our cards close to our chest, right, Tom? Of course. Right. I I actually think the the scene would be more interesting if it's just these two. Can we just make it these two? Like, I wouldn't see a need for a security detail to go along either. No, we are sending security. Yeah, yeah we're sending security. Yeah. Absolutely not send sending security. you to a strange it, ship without it, security. It doesn't have to be COA, but it would it definitely need, no, like yeah. yeah, just just red uh, shirt or or yellow shirt A and yeah. B in the background. They're setting it back, making that's fine. Being extras. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. So Picard would have probably sent people over with no with no security guards, but Ambrose would not do that. <laughs> and Ambrose would get I really mean, mad if Tasavi did that. Tasavi would not do that either. <laughs> I'm just going to point out the away team pairing is like a staple of Star Trek. There isn't a series that doesn't do yeah. that. 
Yeah. Uh, but uh, you take two. You take two characters who have chemistry together. You put them in a shuttlecraft. You push that shuttlecraft into the plot. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and security guards are way overused in role-playing games. <laughs> it's just a feature of the gaming. Um, so, uh, yeah, you guys head over in the runabout with a couple of uh, uh, unnamed security agents. Um, Tong and uh, Zilba. Back on the planet. Um, uh, Disavio also send a message via pad, I think, to the captain to let to apprise him. Yeah, not enough text messaging goes on in Star Trek, you know. Wait, <laughs> I like to think that we've moved past that. <laughs> we, tried it. we tried it for a while, didn't work out. We're on to better things now, which is hitting your chest. Yeah. <laughs> It just happens to, to go to who you want to talk to. <laughs> just always good. Well, it knows. It knows. Um, it knows. They, so, they know how to create utopia, right? Um, so yeah, the captain. You get a you get a a, a beeper message. Um, and Star Trek was biggest in the nineties. You get a little beeper message. Pull out your Motorola. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Desavi has sent you a message. Message for you, what's that? The message is just basically uh, Harvester took off from the planet leaking with their permission sent Tong and Silva to repair and security. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll push one of the, um, you know, uh, pre established reply options right. to keep me apprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The little email button that comes up. That yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like Google. You just hit the button. And it's like uh, yeah, yeah, reply with that. Yeah. Um, Star Trek is run by Google. Yeah. Uh, I buy it. Yeah. The um, the message goes back. Obviously, it's you're all good there. Um, anything else you want to do on the planet? Anything else any other group wants to do before uh, before we progress? I know you guys had some. There's stuff on the table. You guys can do stuff with. What do you want to do? Um. Do you want us to roll to like make a, try to make a good impression uh, during the, the banquet? Uh, if you want to, just to establish I mean, establish a, a a ground. I'm still holding on to a complication from earlier, so that's true. Uh, I mean, one of one of Ambrose's focuses is diplomatic relations. Yeah. I mean, if you guys, I generally, so for those kind of roles, I generally use those for, uh, like if you're trying to accomplish a specific task, like not just mm -hmm. making friendly, but if you want to accomplish a specific thing, or if you're trying mm -hmm. to do like a long-term for me, I, and this is a, a problem I think that exists in role-playing games in general, but, um, I tend to go th to role-play through it and do it that way rather than making the roles. But obviously mm -hmm. there's a, there's the roles are there and the characters are usually better at something than, than you guys are. So mm -hmm. if you want to make a role, I can, I can use it and adapt with it. Um, I don't usually think that way though. So if you guys want to do it, feel free to mm -hmm. remind me that's the thing that you can do in the game and we'll do it. <laughs> but I do have something for that. Cause I did want to sort of, you know, cozy up to this guy yeah. uh, and see if I could, you know, diplomatically, 
you know, in, engage him in conversation about what this, like, like the speech he just gave, who are, who are these people, right. what are the arend to you? You say they're your responsibility. Are you their protectors? Uh, do you lay claim to them? Do you know anything about, uh, these people? Uh, and I don't think we need to go into a long drawn out conversation sure. and like actual role play. Um, but we do have a lot of information on the Aren that we could share with them as well. I'm sure they have that information already, but just as a as a point of common ground, be be like, hey, we saw the Aren before. Uh, we're familiar with them. We we assisted in a birth, and hopefully that doesn't offend them. Um, right. Uh, but I mean, everything we've done with the Aren has been, you know, not only peaceful, but helpful to the Aren. So right. showing that we have this, uh, this experience with these creatures that they seem to, uh, maybe not venerate, but at least hold some responsibility and appreciation for, um, uh, you know, talk about, uh, how we're familiar with the Breen and the Jem'Hadar and ask a little bit more about that situation, uh, and, and the whole like common enemies sort of thing and kind of yeah. parallel that with whatever new adversary they may have going on to press for more information. Right. Yeah. We'd also love to find out more about that adversary. Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me the role. Uh, uh, I don't have a sheet in front of me, but that's going to be probably presence. I would think. Um, mm -hmm. Sense. Presence command. Presence and command probably makes the most sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. Does the preparation that we did, ahead of time yeah uh give advantage yeah i would give that cool okay um so your difficulty is going to be three minus one for the uh backlog information you got all the information that you guys already have for your advantage um and the preparation work that was done earlier um, so your okay. difficulty is two, which in a first contact is a pretty good difficulty. And remind me, what can I do with values? Um, so a lot, actually. Um, yeah, trying to bring up my cheat sheet. The, the, the simplest thing that values do is you can use a value to um, use determination. What's that, Brian? can use determination to add plus two. That's the simplest thing. Yes. Yeah. The simplest thing is you, you can basically spend it use determination, which gives you an automatic two success, two successes as if you rolled a single die yeah. and got a one on it. Yeah. Um, that's the, that is the simplest thing you can do. Uh, honestly, the looseness of the Star Trek system, if you have something you want to do with your value, you want it to apply in some way that is not rule specific, I am up for it. Um, but that is the simplest mechanical thing for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have the value respect must be given to be earned. And this guy does seem to be very proud of his Renat title. Yeah. Uh, it seems like this is a society that is very much based in a hierarchical structure. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ambrose has a lot of between his military career and his uh, diplomatic career, or at least his diplomatic training before the war broke out. Um, would would like to kind of toe that line between uh deference and also being a peer being an equal because he is a captain he is the representative of starfleet right now right uh so finding that middle ground to be respectful of his title and be respectful of uh, the hospitality that they're providing and 
you know, first contact in general in the hopes that respect will then be given uh, because respect is different than just hospitality. He wants to impress these people, uh, impress Ladon and also, you know, have him have him see himself as the captain as an equal to. Right. Uh, so in addition to trying to get the information uh, as part of getting the information that you're, that you're trying to get as far as what the, the other race is and, and, and doing all these things, you want to basically establish yourself as um, a near peer to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, I'll say the difficulty is probably still going to be two um, because of the prep work that you've done uh, and everything else. <coughs> okay. Um, yeah. But I will say Let's that see. I will do, I will spend one, two, three threat uh, to make the complication range higher um, mm. in the off chance that you offend him during your uh, attempt to make yourself seem near his equal. Oh boy. Okay. Um, All right. And then I do have a complication from earlier that I might do something with, but I still haven't done anything with it yet. So I still, I'm holding on to a complication I haven't been able to use yet. Great. Great. Okay. Uh, I spent my value. Are, are, are we doing that narrative or is that applying the, the artificial one? Uh, so basically if you want to say that you, you're using your value uh, that allows mm-hmm. you to spend a determination, which you get one determination every, every session. So you've got determination. Um, you spend your determination and get a two. It, it also lowers the number of dice you can roll because it counts towards your maximum number of dice, which isn't going to be relevant here anyway. But um, it's you, basically a critical. It's basically a free critical yeah. on, a, on a die that you would roll. Um, so you would use that. You would spend your determination point. Um, you're not challenging your value. You're just using your value. Challenging your value is where you have to cross it out mm-hmm. um, and change and find a new one. But that's not what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you you would be using your value, which you can only use one value. You can only use the value once per session. I think session. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- this is something very integral to Ambrose's character. So yes. he, he's gonna he's gonna play up this value. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna use that to get two successes. You said difficulty two, so I'm basically buying the right the success okay yep. uh, but i still need to roll in case i roll complications Correct. so i'm going to roll presence command i'm not going to worry about buying any dice because i've already succeeded um okay you you also get two bonus successes um or two bonus momentum uh because you used my advantage so you got your successes you also got a complication um all right um, I am going to use that complication to add a note into my notes for future reference. Uh, All right. You have, you have made an impression <laughs> on the leaders. Um, now I, I did, I did succeed you did. By, by quite a margin. So it should be a positive, respectful connection, but I am very much open to whatever complication you would like to tack on there. Yes. Um, I will use that complication for, uh setting up a future thing though so i have noted that it is there i know what i want it to be i don't want to tell you what it is because it doesn't apply sure. here all right um you do get during your conversation you do get um you get a sense from um Vinru that uh he 
he definitely finds some uh, distaste with your tactics. Um, you don't necessarily find that from Ladon, but you have to definitely get that impression from Venru. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be a hint to what your complication is. <laughs> um, so yes, you succeed. Uh, he definitely, you know, you get the impression that he's got you as a, as an, at least a near peer, if not a peer. Um, you are the, uh, the leader of your people. Um, what specific things did you want to know? But I mean, I'll add some information into the species Bible and give that to you guys when I get a chance. Um, uh, I have to redact some, so you, I'll, I'll put it in the series Bible so you guys know what, what is there. That's the information you guys actually have. Um, but is there anything you specifically want to know about right now? Like you get the RN, uh, they 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 definitely view themselves as um uh both shepherds and benefactors of the rn like they go out of their way to ensure that this this that species is protected um but at the same time they hunt them um it's a very symbiotic relationship is the, the word i've been looking for um and you wanted to know about the other species, right? Yes. Yes. The what hostile species. Mm-hmm. Some many months ago, uh, we found that the group known as the Bishari, which is a name you guys should know, or at least yeah. have heard of. Maybe that's the people I was thinking of. Yeah. The Bishari have been moving in on our territory. Well, not our territory. Have been moving into the valley. They have... They have discovered some of the outlying worlds in the in the valley, and from all we can tell, the Bishari are uh, a people of war. They are covetous of the deaths of others. They have taken. They have taken for their own reasons. The, the Ahren, uh, a whole pod was wiped out, just left to suffer in space. There, and he says something in his language uh, that roughly translate to organs. For what purpose, we do not yet know. But we refused to provide them with our ships and our servitude. They seek the knowledge of how our ships move through space so quickly. Not information we wish to share with, with them. Okay, uh, going back through the notes, the Bishari, uh, were they the the species that the rock people referenced? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, is that nearby? Uh, the rock planet is not nearby. Okay. Uh, it, not really, no. If I, yeah. if I remember correctly, they were mentioned as having an expansive uh, territory. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know much about them. You do not know much about the Bishari, yeah. no. 
This is only the second time you've heard of them, and you have not yeah. knowingly encountered any of them yet. Mm-hmm. Are they actively at war with the Bishuri? Uh, you don't get the impression that they are actively like that. It's a long ongoing war. It's more of a uh, the Bishuri made a made an aggressive action, and now they intend to retaliate. Mm-hmm. They're about to be. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can they tell us where the wormhole is? They said they. Uh, thought that the green came from a wormhole. Would they be able to tell us where that was? They didn't have the information. They just said that the 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 breen had said that they had came from a portal. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, could they tell us where the crash green ship is? Maybe they could get some information from there. Uh, they destroyed it. Oh. They destroyed all traces of the breen and Jemadar. That was the that was the dealt with them comment. Sure, sure. Yeah. I figured there was some wreckage left at least. But, no, uh, no, they threw it into the sun pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, they um, they clearly don't. Uh, they clearly subscribe to the F around and find out philosophy of things. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I, uh, yeah, I, I think in general, just engaging in conversation that would lead them to talk about. Uh, their travels, where they've been, and where they've encountered the Bishuri. Okay. Um, they can give you locations where the Bishuri are, for sure, uh, where some of their um, claimed regions are, and they, they'll show you on... Uh, he, he'll, he's happy to show you on any star charts that you might have that he recognizes. Um, he actually has some star charts he can show you. Um, they're difficult for you to recognize because you don't have the reference points necessarily. Um, would, they, would they be willing to the these guys? Would they be willing to accept a uh, long-term embassy from the Federation? Um, that would probably require more, um, more, con- we'll, more work. We'll get we're to not that. There yet? <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. Am- Ambrose certainly wouldn't broach that just yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. They seem open to definitely being friendly with the Federation, though. Like, there's mm-hmm. definitely a, a sense of of um, of they trust you and they, you know, they're happy to be working, you know, to 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 be speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a whole long process to the to this sort of thing. Sure, but I mean, like, uh, when I say long term embassy, I don't mean the physical location of an embassy. I mean a diplomatic mission to them right um, yeah. that's not a conversation conversation yeah. to have on the first night yeah they they definitely give you the impression though like they have said every anytime you've brought up like their ownership or their um uh any like uh home worlds or long-term anything else what they they basically keep telling you the same thing which is the the phrase they use is these worlds are vast and there is plenty for all mm-hmm. um which means Really, they probably have no problem with having a long-term... Like, you can infer they probably have no problem with a long-term contact with the Federation at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a pretty safe bet. Who's, have they tell, told us what their structure is, like, in terms of... Like, we know that this guy's in charge of this group. Is there, like, a, an overlord who's in charge of all the groups? Um I'm solving another technical problem. Oh, no worries. Your camera's black. 
just yeah, because that's what the technical problem was. My camera, my camera yeah. screwed up. <laughs> I was just finishing fixing it. Um, all right. Uh, so, um, they have not told you what the structure is. You can definitely garner some insights from what you've discussed, what you've talked to them with about and everything else that, um, uh, there are a number of great houses or, or for lack of a better term, great houses, tribes, uh, bands within this group. Um, and there are multiple groups. So there's this group, there are eight groups inside of this group, but there are other groups outside of this group that are their own groups, have their own, uh, their own Rana, their own, you know, everything else. Um, so they are not the only group that lives in this valley. Um, so it's a tribal confederation. It's a tribal confederation and it's probably a tribal confederation. This is a tribal confederation and there are probably other tribes outside of this one that are also out there that do similar things that act in similar fashion to the, to this group. Oh, but wouldn't be in the hierarchy. There would be multiple groups. They'd, yeah. They'd be their own hierarchies. Okay. So, and there is no like chief of chiefs. It's their, their groups are their own groups. Yeah. That was my, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you would get that and you could certainly ask them questions about that. They would, he wouldn't have any hesitation in answering those kinds of things. Um, uh, the, uh, the term that is used for this particular group of people, this, this particular confederation is, uh, uh, the Dajaran D apostrophe J A R U N, um, the Dajakan Heron. Can we find out the names of the individual species? You said there's three different species. Can we find out who the, their names? Uh, they don't refer to themselves as different species. They refer to them as a single species. Um, that would be something that you guys would actually name them. Um, they they don't view themselves as as. Um, <clears throat> once you are in this confederation, you are a member of this confederation. It doesn't matter what your race is. Okay. So are they different species or are they different races within a same species? Uh, they're likely different races within the same species or different. Okay. It, it's, it's, they're different species in the same way that they're different races in the same way that D and D has different races. Um, they well, are, D has they, different species. They just call it races. Correct. Yeah. Um, but they're all living in the same conglomeration. So they're all the same planet. They're all the same. Um, so when Varen scans their DNA, are they there, different species? There are or similarities. Are they differentiated phenotypes of a singular line of. They organisms? are similar. They are similar in the way that humans and like that. That they are similar in the way that the various species of human are similar. So there are humans. <laughs> right inside of humans, there is Homo sapien, Homo erectus, uh, uh, Neanderthal. Those are all humans, but they are different kinds of humans. So that's what you got here. Yeah. Okay. They're the same genus, so they're likely originally from the same world. They Correct. Can likely interbreed. Correct. Do they seem like um, they seem like one is more evolved than the others? Do these more diminutive ones have lesser intelligence, smaller brains? Um, from the scans, they don't appear to be any more uh, any lesser evolved. They obviously have evolved in different ways, uh, but like their intelligence doesn't appear to be any lesser and they're not treated poorly. Um, they're clearly treated as a second class, but they're not like abused. Um, so there is a racial hierarchy. There is a racial hierarchy. There's a, it looks like there's a three tiered system. 
Um, mm-hmm. You have warriors, they are their own. You have the leadership, which are their own, and you have the servitors that are their own. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond that because he also tells you that the 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 the, the, the diminutive ones are also the harvesters. They're also the, the hunters. They're also the you know they're the ones who provide for everyone else. Okay. Interesting. They're they're both in service and they're both seen as servants and as providers. So at some point, at some point during the night, we'll be like uh, talking amongst ourselves. I'm sure at some point, and uh, Elizabeth will comment. It's so odd that they have different different species within this larger group, but they're not separate. They're they, they're separated by geography, I guess, rather than by racial distinctions. That's pretty unusual. I'm just trying to do character stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm just confused as to what you're separated by geography and not racial. They do have different racial features, and we've not seen much right. geography. But they're within the same tribe. So rather than a tribe of the small guys, tribe of the medium guys, tribe of the big guys, they've got one tribe that contains three tiers. Right. Which is unusual. Just commenting. Yeah, it makes sense once you describe it that way. Gauge at the very least. Gotcha. Yes, it is. Rather unusual that three different, uh, she would use the scientific term for it, but I don't yeah. know it right off the top of my head. Uh, three three different subspecies of, of the same. The fact that they are distinct. They all seem to have a role. Uh, maybe, maybe their culture demands that only those members of that species carry out that uh, carry out that duty. That would create an, a cultural imperative that uh, why that all three of them would continue to exist, but not be in their own distinct quadrants. I use quadrant in the generic term, not the space term. Also, there's only three of them, so not the literal term. (laughs) I I got what you're going for, though. I think it's it's a difficult conversation to actually have unless you know the scientific (coughs) crap, and I don't either. Right. We have seen caste-based systems before, even in The Expanse. It is, however, interesting that this does seem to be uh, this does seem to be the line seems to be drawn on a genetic level rather than a familial level. I wonder if they grasp that our culture doesn't work the same way. The captain's the one speaking with them. Maybe they assume that uh, members of his species are the ones in charge of our races. Perhaps. All very important discussions to have in our continued sharing of culture and information. 
I think that's, I think that's good for that scene. Thank you. Okay. Anything else you guys want to add into that or, uh, we can head over to Tong and well, let's go ahead over to Tong and Silva anyways, to give that uh, a chance to that scene, a chance to ruminate. Um, you guys arrive aboard the harvester. Um, when you arrive there, you note, uh, first of all, it's very clean. It's, it's an extremely clean ship. Um, and the, the species that are the, the, the grouping that is on there, um, the, the <coughs> excuse me, the smaller, more diminutive group. Um, and in that there's also appears to be a divide, um, that you notice that some of them are working as like manual laborers and some of them appear to be, uh, engineering and, and, you know, it, it appears to be much more of a diversified, uh, crew, uh, than first glance on the planet would have appeared. Uh, you guys didn't wear on the planet. So it didn't much matter, but, um, you're greeted by a handful of the, the little, uh, species and they, uh, was like, welcome, welcome aboard the ship. Um, you, uh, you've come to help us redo repairs for the leak. Um, and he looks at, at, uh, Tong and it's like, it kind of nods a little bit. You, um, you are the engineer. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. L- Lieutenant Tong at your service. Of course we are here to help. It is a pleasure to meet you and your people. Yes. Um, there is much work to be done. Please, uh, come this way. Um, and the other <laughs> looks at Silva. Your, your role is, uh, what, what do you do? Uh, moral support. <laughs> nah. Um, no, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to just keep an eye on things. Um, see. <clears throat> you are <an> overseer. <clears throat> uh, uh, you come this way as well, please. Sure. Um, they take you back towards the the back end of the ship. Uh, as you get into the main compartment, so you go through the little section where the uh, the shuttle bay is and into what looks like a, a fairly major compartment, uh, there is a substantial operation going on inside the ship. They are bringing in a lot of material from the Ahren, um, and it is being divided into various sections aboard the ship. Um, one of the sections where th- that is near the area that you're headed uh, as you're heading back there, you see more and more of this section uh, appears to be harvesting some kind of uh, fluid um, and refining it into an energy source, essentially. Uh, as you get back, Tong, as you get back to the, uh, the the engineering section where the storage containment units are, um, you can see that the, whatever material they're, whatever the material they're harvesting is, is basically the fuel they're using for their FTL drive. Um, they're harvesting their entire means of being able to go faster than light from the RN. I just want to note, I have the talent constantly watching. So if I detect, if I detect a hidden, to detect a hidden danger or enemy, the difficulty is reduced by one. I just want to sure. note that. That's assuming. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah Silva. Yeah. Um, so far they, they, appear to be pretty much up and up. Um, yeah. What are you going to do? Oh, look at the, look at the under. Wow. They managed to completely bypass things for dilithium entirely. That's pretty inventive of them. No one. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, we know the RN are capable of, uh, 
you know, obviously warp speed. So they they may be uh, they may have found some way to uh, refine that for a more mechanical use as opposed to uh, biological. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. This will be exciting. Although that must mean that this species they're in are crucial to them. It, if they if something were to happen to the RN, they'd be completely uh, all their ships would be grounded. It looks that way. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Uh, no. Go go ahead and give me an engineering scan. Uh, you can also give me a biological scan if you want to do that, uh, Silva. Okay. So okay. I spent that opportunity cost on that device. Could I use that device to do a uh, scan on just to get all the specifications of their ship? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily all of them, but you'd get a significant amount of them. It's a pretty big ship to scan all at once, but yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm espionage information gathering, I guess. Is right. Can I use my espionage focus on that? Yeah. Cool. Uh, would I be able to use my electroplasma power systems, or is this too foreign? It is pretty foreign. Um it is also electroplasma systems in a sense. That's a that's a tough one. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and allow it. Okay. Uh, difficulty. Uh, difficulty is two. For both of you. Okay. Uh, do we still only have two momentum? You have three. Three. Okay. Uh, It, it's one to buy another die, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and use one as well. Okay. Nice. Nice. Also good. Not as nice, but it just... uh, still pretty good. Um, all right. So Silva, you get a pretty good amount of information from their ship. You can get some basic. Um, you could pick one area of their ship systems to be able to have uh, information on like either tactical life support propulsion, uh, something like that. You could get one of those and weapons. just basically get a full readout of that. Yeah. Weapons. Weapons. Okay. Um, we'll get back to that. Uh, I have no, I have no we're not going to attack them, but right. If it comes up. Um, so four though, that gets you a good, um, Good amount of information. First of all, you see the problem with the with the uh, the system, and it is not a difficult fix for you at all. Uh, a simple, uh, basically, a, a light welder or some 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 assistant some some equivalent thereof would solve this problem in a matter of minutes, um, without having to land it or do anything. Really, you just can get in there and just weld it up and fix it. Um, but you also find that it is not a wholly mechanical ship. Uh, there is a definitive biological component to the ship. Um, it, it's similar in a lot of ways to the, to the Ahren. Um, in a lot of the same ways that, that Europa has biological components, this ship has biological components, but there's, it's more integrated. Um, it's not a biological ship, but it has a lot of biological components. So. So the, so it's not a biomechanoid ship that was born and seems to, 
create its own mechanical components. It's a mechanical ship that has grafted into it synthetically created organic components. Correct. Yep. Uh, It is similar in technology to the way that it was done on the Halloran station. So they had the, their AI was being controlled by an organic being. Um, it is similar in fashion here that there is, there is a, a deep level of integration with the biological components that are here, but it is not a bio, it is not a natively biological ship. Uh, the organic components in this system, does it looks, does it look like that is what is, are, are they, have they created these, bio, these biological components to uh, basically travel in the same way that the Iran, the Iran do? Yes, pretty much. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, they're, they're wholly dependent, as you can tell now by looking at this on the Haren to, to have any kind of space travel or at least any kind of FTL travel. And likely it is integrated to the point of they, these ships would not function at all without the stuff they harvest from yeah. the Ren. So. So, so you said this is a fairly easy fix for Tong, uh, yeah. but they don't know that. So right. Tong is going to take his merry time doing this and get as many scans as learn, learn as much about this uh, completely alien uh, warp drive that they seem to have. Sure. Uh, there's only so much you're going to get because you're not a you know biologist, but you can get a lot of the mechanical. So you'll, you'll get pretty much the mechanical side of it without too much difficulty. Um, and as for Silva, you get a, a reading of their, the, the weaponry aboard ship. Um, and there are appears to be basically three levels of the weaponry on the ship. Um, one is, uh, low power kind of mostly low power. I mean, relatively That's low power. Um, then you've got, some actual offensive weaponry, uh, one of which is a fairly large torpedo-like device that um, the yield on it is substantial, uh, and it appears to have the capabilities of piercing through thick parts of th- thick pieces of armor. Um, a bunker buster, for lack of a better term. That's good to know that these little things could turn into torpedo boats. Yeah. Um, that's what they use to take out the RN, right? Correct. Yeah. They call them, I mean, they're basically harpoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Uh, they're they're they harpoons that also can Yeah. They're basically, yeah, quantum torpoons or tar, uh, harpoons. They're on, they the, they're on the scale of, of quantum torpedoes. Oof. Okay. Would they be just as effective against a starship with shields as uh, a quantum torpedo? Uh, no, but they would probably destroy a ship without shields. Like okay. almost certainly destroy pretty quickly a, shield, a ship without shields. <clears throat> that's good to know i will file that away uh through they they also have energy weaponry that is on scale to not quite the europa's level but like a generation older than the federation technology so it's not way behind as far as energy, as far as the weaponry goes they're they're substantial powered ships <laughs> would, I, would I be able to get the um, enough information that we could res it, that we could modulate our shields against it at least temporarily? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that there, the technology isn't that different from Federation technology. So yeah, it wouldn't be that hard to do. It wouldn't, okay. I mean, again, it wouldn't, they could probably, they probably have the same capabilities as far as modulating goes. So sure. uh, if, if you're, if you're cycling your shields, they can probably cycle their, their phasers also. So. Sure. But it might give us a, an advantage at least for a time. It probably provide a temporary advantage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, Scylla will uh, lean over and look over uh, Tom's shoulders as we're both doing our own scans, and she says, ah, you're pretty good with that uh, scanner there. Oh, it, it, it certainly comes in handy. Did you find anything interesting? <sighs> yes, yes, I did. Look at this here. It, it, this goes to that organic component over there. That looks like one of the, or the organs that... Um, He'd list off some scientist he was chatting up earlier. Right. Uh, it was, it, you know, mentioned in in the RN, and this this seemed that that organ seemed to produce uh, this sort of fluid, or at least what this derivative fluid is is, is based off of, and that goes that goes over here, and that ties into into this electroplasma uh, assembly, and then it, it looks like they're they've they've constructed their ships and and created some sort of synthetic organic components to be able to well essentially work the way the RN do. It's it's incredible. She just smiles and crosses her arms for a moment while she listens, and she says, "You're cute when you have no, when I have no idea what you're saying." Blushes bright red. Well, and then they, they, this this bypass system is is incredibly elegant. You 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 would think integrating two different like mechanical systems and organic systems. I mean, when when we're looking at and he goes on it, like he he, he nervously okay. dives okay. into a, a rant. <laughs> okay, Tom. Do we have what we need? Uh, have we fixed the plug the leak? Gotten the information we need? Oh yeah, I finished that like half an hour ago. That's that's my boy. Well, uh, then what do you say we get back to the ship? Uh, he will stand up proudly and turn to whoever looks like they're in charge or paying attention. We have we have fixed your uh, your your leakage problem. Everything should be good to go now. I see. Uh, moments, please. And he grabs a, a scanner and goes and starts scanning. Oh, it is very well done. This should hold for some. Yes, this is very good. And then that's Starfleet quality right there. Um, he looks at you and pats you on the shoulder. Excellent, excellent. You come now, come. And they begin ushering you back towards the ship. Okay, well, we'll go. It's glad to see somebody appreciate fine craftsmanship. Um, you get back to the uh, the runabout, and uh, as you arrive at the runabout, you see that there are a number of. Uh, their little people that are leaving the area quite quickly. Um, they have clearly been doing their own uh, <laughs> deep investigation. Fair's fair, she'll think to herself. Um, you board ship and there doesn't appear to be anything out of place. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of footprints. <laughs> sure. Well, they actually managed to get into the ship. Yeah, yeah, they were actually... Uh, don't don't we have security features for that? There are in fact security features for that, but there are footprints uh, inside. So I will do a quick scan just to like see if I can get an idea of like we don't have to worry about the exact details, but sure. I would like to note 
what they may have found out just for the intelligence logs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, they seem to have spent a particular amount of time focusing on the, uh, the giant box in the middle of the room, uh, which is the transporter, uh, the replicator mm -hmm. system and your weapon systems. Okay. Yeah. Tong's going to do like a full diagnostic on this ship now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just to make sure there's no sabotage. Uh, yeah, the Silva will also, uh, the two of them can be working shoulder to shoulder on that. Yeah. As you're flying back, you, you do the level, probably level three diagnosis. <clears throat> did you forget to lock the airlock? I'm pretty sure we locked the airlock. We did. They, they're inventive little buggers. There was hmm. definitely a breach in your system. Uh, the ship notes the breach, but uh, doesn't appear to, the security system doesn't appear to have any, have, have the fail safes appear to have been bypassed. Um, it looks like it was a pretty masterful piece of, of hacking. Um, Silva will shrug. They're better with technology than they're about on. Apparently. Uh, Very interesting. The, uh, it does note that the, uh, the biometric can, the, the biometric security feature was bypassed by, uh, uh, lieutenants by, by, by Silva with a like a 92% probability of it actually being correct. So they may have taken some so they hacked the biometrics. They may have taken yeah, they 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 may have taken some DNA when they were uh scanning the ship and whatnot. DNA is so wow. easy to get, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she'll note in her pad that uh advise for future contacts we switch to uh, a dual purpose bio. We eschew the biometrics and do a, du a dual increased security matters. Right. Maybe. Two factor authentication from going yeah. forward. <laughs> right. I had to pull out your phone. Do you want to open the door? Yes. yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Contact Europa. Yes. Open the door, please. <laughs> Would you like to start the engine? God damn it. <laughs> Um, every single thing but yeah there I mean, doesn't appear to be any damage done your diagnosis diagnostic comes back as clean there's no uh you you got that the biometrics was was what how they hacked it but there's no nothing out of place nothing was added nothing was removed no um, bombs no bombs you know it they appear to have done an, a, a relatively non-invasive like you were in their ship they were in your ship it's a fair game kind mm -hmm. of deal yeah so um, yeah. uh, well, is there anything more we want to add? Let's see. All right. Back to uh, uh, wherever you guys want to go. I don't have a whole lot else for tonight. Uh, that was the majority of the getting the information. We jumped the, the shark on a lot of the information by just making the roll and giving you the information, um, which is fine. No problem with that. I'm just not sure where else to go with that. Mm -hmm. Unless you guys want to have a conversation with them. Yeah, I mean, um, one thing I think we do is talk about them about potential trade. Uh, that's something that's done on first contacts as well. Uh, you know, is there anything they need? Is there anything we might be able to offer them in the long term? I'm sure that that would be left for the majority. Of that would be left for the diplomats, but it wouldn't hurt to ask. Right. Uh, and I think it comes down to how long this first contact is going to right to be i don't know if that's something we want to discuss like you get the distinct right at this first feast but if we're going to be here and interacting with these people for a week yeah let's set up some sort of information right. exchange cultural exchange see if we can trade like we we have this stuff and you can trade us some arend parts or whatever it may be but right 
Go, um, going straight into business on the first night seems little. Yeah, they'll probably I mean, they're going to be here for several days at least, yeah. um, which obviously you guys can be as well. And that's something we can do. Like that's that is an approach to definitely attack uh, <clears throat> probably between sessions with like a, we'll do it with a roll um, and set things up with that. Uh, this session like tonight, they're like what there's what you're seeing in this party here tonight appears to be like this is an all night bender kind of like we are back on planet. We are celebrating. We have gotten an Iran. We are celebrating. Uh, we are still alive. We are celebrating. We're going to go to war. We are celebrating kind of, you know, kind of party. Yeah, there, there's like music and tribal dancing and drinks. And Eventually there does turn into that. Yeah. Everyone goes back outside. The, the, the People pass around the, a rain stick. Yeah. yeah. The a lot of drums. The, uh, Do we have to drink in order to avoid that? Please say yes. Um, you are definitely going to be offered a lot of beverages. Whether or not they take offense to you not drinking them is, you know, Ambrose might be offended. They, they, since Ambrose is a peer, he might have to drink. But uh. Does the captain order us to drink? <laughs> the captain will not order you to drink. Um, th- this is where this is where Dasabi would have come in handy uh, and provide some sort of anti-intoxicant inoculation. Right. Uh, no, a- Ambrose is not a stranger to drinking so he will try to he will he will partake uh in in a reasonable respectful manner but being aware of his limits and trying not to pass them yeah yeah the drink isn't like it isn't a super strong it's not you know not dwarven meat or anything like that it's strong because they're large creatures but it's not strong blood wine yeah it's not it's (laughs) you know it's more of a it definitely has a more of a meaty mead flavor to it uh like it is it is distilled from some kind of again organic substance uh mm-hmm. that is not it's not a fermented wheat or grain it's it's more like honey uh, or some mm-hmm. other kind of nectar um it's sweet and it's very good uh and it goes down very easy um and they drink a lot of it they drink you like know, Klingons. It's just perfect. not as strong as Klingon stuff. Would, would that be something that would come in a, a standard away mission first aid pack? <laughs> <laughs> An anti-intoxicant? Yeah. Well, they, they, they point out that there is drugs that, like, if, you're, if you are drunk, they get you sober. So, yeah. you yeah. know, we could just drink until we need to, and then take the, the, the intoxicants. Um, there's, probably, if, there's probably definitely something that would help sober you up a little faster. Um, Oh, yeah. I, know, I know in that episode of DS9, yeah, they, had, uh, they yeah. took something beforehand so that they could drink like Klingons. Right. Uh, but I don't know if we have that just on hand. Honestly. Probably. I, I, I doubt that would be a standard issue yeah. thing. So, uh, Yezabeth will, will definitely drink some uh, for fear of offending uh, the hosts. Yeah. Uh, whether or not they're actually offended or not is immaterial. Uh, she assumes they will. So. Ambrose will very pointedly uh, tell Varen to keep an eye on everyone because Vulcans don't drink. Right. <laughs> she's our designated driver. Mills is not drinking either because she's on duty and security. Right. Very good. Um, the other security guards yes. don't don't seem to hold that same mentality. <laughs> They're not drinking to Mills excess. Mills is giving anything, them all sorts of side eyes. <clears throat> yeah. They're not drinking Elizabeth to excess or anything, but go ahead, Brian. Elizabeth will talk to Mills. She's okay. going to go, oh, come on, you've got to have something. You can't. Now, if I drink alone, I'm the weirdo. Please. You're not drinking alone. You're drinking with the captain. That's even worse. It's a bonding experience. I want to, I don't want to bond with the captain. I want to bond with you. Come on. We can bond on ship when I'm not on duty and we're not in a place where 
a wrong gesture could accidentally start a war. All right. I feel like things have been awkward between us. Is it cause, is it cause I know you hated me? I didn't hate you. You just stepped on my toes a lot. But we can have that conversation in private too. I'm sorry. Hage is sorry too. Well, tell Hage I appreciate it. He says to me, he says, you're welcome. At some point in the evening, uh, the the ongoing connection that you know you are obviously forming with uh, Ladon uh, grows a bit stronger, and and you notice uh, um, my words, um, Venru uh, gestures to a couple of guards, and after having a <clears throat> conversation with. Uh, Ladon on their own, like there, you guys were talking for a while. Then he goes off and talks to to Venru for a little bit and so on. Um, after a few minutes, Venru uh, uh, pulls out a uh, communicator, or what you assume is a communicator. It looks a lot kind of like the old star, the old uh, <clears throat> the old flip phone communicators from mm-hmm. Enterprise era, from uh, Next Gen era. No, you know what I mean? TSO era, T O S area. Kirk's cell phone pulls it out. Something is said into, you know, something is said between him and, and whatever. And then he closes it and gestures for a couple of the guards and they uh, storm out is a strong word, but leave it with purpose. Um, sometime near the near the middle of the night. Okay. Um, can I? Dance? What's that? Do they dance? The, the yes. aliens? Yes, they do. Elizabeth will dance with them. Okay. But go ahead. How do you move her up? Uh, do I get any empathic read off of Venru or his cohort? Uh, the the guards, they're just, you know, again, professional. Like, we've been told to go. We're going. Um, the the basic read on Venru is... Uh, um, It's less, it's not anger, but it's, uh, it's verging on anger for sure. Concern verging on anger. Okay. Um, their emotions you get from the majority of the one of the, of these creatures, these aliens that are down here, they, their emotions are pretty strong. Like they definitely like when they feel joy, they feel a lot of joy when they, you know, when they feel, uh, worried, they feel a lot worried. Um, but from both Ladon and Venru, it's it is definitely more repressed. Um, but you get the impression that they are trained. It's not you can sense it, but they they seem to be definitely trained in controlling their emotions. Mm. Like they're definitely still okay. there, but they're um, they're not psychically repressing them like a, no, a Rom- no, they're they're physically, um, yeah, no, they're just physically controlling their their emotional yeah. states. All right. Anybody got anything else? No. Uh, Can't so, wait to play off Elizabeth's hangover, but yeah. I don't so, know. 
over the <laughs> over the course of the night, uh, the the party rages on, and it, it's very. Um, there are large bonfires. There are uh, uh, a lot of drinking, and uh, around dawn, <clears throat> a lot of the um, the participants begin heading back to their tents, uh, and the the servitor class people start moving in. They also celebrated, but a lot of them did anyways, uh, but they appear to be working in shifts uh, and they're now coming in to clean everything up. Um, and, and when they clean things up, they clean it like they get cleany, like they're the logs that are, are burnt. Uh, they're restacked or re, you know, re, they're, they're moved in such a way that there's no, everything appear, it, it clearly it is clearly something that everything has a place. And everything will be in its place when these people wake up again um, kind of situation. Like they're very diligent and very precise um, in what they're doing. Uh, and you definitely get the impression as you're as you're beginning to drift off into uh, 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 being awake too long haze uh, and having a little bit too much to drink. Um, you get the distinct impression uh, psychically that that it is very regimented. What they're doing is um, their emotion is must complete task kind of thing you know um, they're hyper focused on what they're doing um but other than that there's a very pleasant atmosphere in the camp um the music begins to die down um it's a very it, throughout the course of the night it was a very rhythmic uh, uh type of music so it's very um beat heavy very drum heavy uh and pan flutes kind of like something similar to pan flutes um but yeah everything basically is dying down and uh, uh it's now becoming early many hours have passed so if you're returning back to the ship you can if you want to try to stay on the planet you can also do that i believe you, you beamed down so you don't have a ship to go back to mm-hmm. on the planet so yeah to, towards the end of this party i would go over to ladon um ladon it has been a it has been an absolute pleasure uh enjoying your hospitality and the festivities that you have put on uh, I thank you for uh, for the good times we've shared. It has been my sincerest pleasure, Com- Captain Arani Ambrose. And he reaches out, uh, puts his hand on your shoulder, um, which you've seen them do. It's not your shoulder, but like almost like your like just just above your elbow. Um, it seems to be a greeting that they do. Um, mm. It has been a sincere pleasure to have met you. These worlds are vast, and there is plenty for all. I hope to see you again. Well, in that line, I would invite you, uh, should you be so pleased, to enjoy my own hospitality to visit our ship if you have the time during your stay here. Uh, This is uh, something that would interest me greatly. I... We'll have my people contact you, but first, I must sleep, and I must deal with Venru and his concerns. I will bring this, I will bring joy to your ship, as you have brought joy to our lands, to to these lands. Again, I keep saying our, to these lands. Very good, my new friend. And I'll reach out and do the same. Grab his arm. It is time we retire, then. 
I wish you a restful sleep. Yeah. We'll we'll be in touch. Rest well. Um, and as you beam out, you see him. Uh, you get a, a you get the 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 impression as you're beaming out that he is um, uh, cautiously hopeful. As you beam out. All right. Ambrose as well. <laughs> yeah. And Ambrose heads straight to med bay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to not be drunk. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, anything, any scenes you guys want to have aboard ship? I assume that you're just getting an inoculation against the. It, is that a scene uh, we would like to have between Ambrose and Dasavi? Sure. That. I'm up for it. That's Question. Funny. Does it ruin your heart high like Narcan does? <laughs> That's what? for you guys to role play. So Narcan is a drug <laughs> that's used to to oh, uh, right. yeah. reverse yeah. opioids. And it really yeah. harshes your buzz. Yeah. I mean, it really harshes your life for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when I when I beam back on board, I think as soon as I, you know, recorporealize, uh, I'm immediately going to uh, Dr. Dasavi, please meet me in in midday. Yes, Captain. Fast forward. Yeah. And I'll I'll walk in uh very clearly spending way too much effort trying to uh I mean he's he's not like trashed. Trashed, mm. but uh I mean Starfleet personnel are used to drinking synthahol, and every once in a while they might pop the cork on some actual like fancy stuff that has to be imported romulan ale or andorian ale or everything seems to be ale um even though it's clearly liquor (laughs) um (laughs) so he will very almost mechanically walk into the room but he's quite flush um we had quite a time uh on the away mission I'd like to hear how things went up here but first I believe I am in need of your medical assistance I can see you had quite a time. Diplomacy. Things went. Probably should sit down before your diplomacy finds itself on the floor, sir. Kind of smirks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Throw up on my shoes. Rum is running a drawer. Pulls out a hypo. All right. This fair warning might be a bit of a shock. So it's jabby with the hypo. Not my first time having to resort to this. All right. <sighs> yeah, it probably doesn't do much for the hangover. Mm. <laughs> no, but we should have electrolytes at a oh yeah, um, I'm spray right right. You know, like follow it up with some. Space Gatorade. <laughs> Space Gatorade. And aspirin. Space Gatorade. <laughs> I'll be feeling that in the morning or in a few hours. Oh. Yeah. I got you. So rummage around again. Hit you with another hypo. That should clear up any unpleasant after effects. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. That was quite a first contact. 
we've gone for many hours. Very interesting people that went a lot, a lot more smoothly than I expected it to. Always a good thing. There are some concerns, however, these people do have do seem to have a very strong connection to the Aren. So we must we must make sure that anytime we are Anytime we're in the presence of the Aren, that we treat them well, stay out of their way, which shouldn't be a problem. But they also seem to be riling for war with the Bishari, that race we heard of. Ambrose would remember the name of the rock people. Lamarian. Lamarian? Yep. The, the, the race the Lamarians warned us about. They seem to have ventured into this territory. So we should keep an eye on them and we should keep an eye on how these and they referred to themselves as the Dijarin Harim or Harin. Dijak and Harin. I'll I'll give it to you guys in a note shortly. Yeah. Yeah. But we're welcome in this space. They don't seem to claim any territory. I simply, uh, it provides for them. Well, that makes our job a good deal easier. It does. Uh, I am interested. I'm interested in seeing if we can find where that wormhole deposited the Jem'Hadar, the Dominion. I'd like to make sure we know where the border of these Bashari are. I was shown some star charts, and I can, uh, I'm sure we have that information uploaded already. There's definitely things to keep an eye on out here, but it seems we've made tentatively a new friend out here. Oh, good. Jeffrey. Yes. Um, would I have been able to get a pinpoint on that wormhole? No. Okay. Uh, we could not pick up anything in our scans from where we are. We may need to be closer to it, assuming it's still active. It's likely intermittent. As far as I'm aware, there's only one stable wormhole, and, well, that's DS9. At DS9. I think it's very fortunate that we did not bring Kendall on this first contact mission. <laughs> but I have plenty of re reports for her to go over, and it seems that these people will be in system for quite some time. Uh, I invited them. I invited their leader, uh, Rena Ladan, to enjoy the hospitality of this ship. So perhaps she can... Be part of that delegation. All right. In the Valley of Plenty Scientific Notes document, I have added information that you would have gained from this uh, this episode. Okay. Some information Thank you would have gained. It is not complete. 
Um, no, I'm certain she'll be happy to have an opportunity to meet to meet them. Hopefully we can show them as rousing hospitality as they showed us. Well, perhaps not as rousing, but uh, a pleasant stay at the very least. I understand everything went well with the engineering assistance we provided. Yes, I presume you guys gave me a report. Yeah, including the reports uh, about what we found out on the slide. Okay. Um, yes, they were able to fix the leak. Uh, it does seem the sort of as we suspected, they are using uh, whatever it is that allows the Ren to warp um, as their fuel for their ships. They also have some incredibly devastating harpoons for as almost rudimentary as they seem. Um, the shot that we saw that took the RN down would do about the same to a ship that, as long as it didn't have its shields up. Something to definitely keep in mind. Yes. Their um, technological prowess is also, again, impressive for as comparably simple as they seem. They managed to bypass, as far as we can tell, all of the security measures on the runabout, gained access inside, bypassed the biometrics, That is concerning. It is. We should make sure to do a complete diagnostic of any of our sensor systems and communication systems, make sure that they're not attempting any sort of remote hacking. Indeed. Uh, I would be surprised if they are, but it seems they are capable of doing so. We should see to it that I feel like this is one of the benefits to having an AI on board, we can broach that with, what's his name? Foxwell. 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 We can Foxwell. broach that with Foxwell and Eva. Perhaps they can provide additional uh, counter cyber combat expertise. Will do. I think there's a lot we can learn from these people. Hopefully in the coming days and weeks, we can exchange information, culture, technologies. Cautiously optimistic. Good. I think that's good. Yeah. Anybody else have anything else they want to do, or do you want to wrap up there? Seems like a good stopping point. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's see. What moment stands out most to you this evening? I think them being able to hack into the the ship. Um, the runabout. Yeah, I liked. Uh, 
<laughs> I liked Yezabeth uh, just going all out. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Party time. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot, a lot of good cinematic moments in my mind theater yeah. today. The the hunting of the Aren, the party. I loved the chemistry between uh, uh, Silva and Tom. I yeah, that, was- that scene was darling. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, what did you or your character learn today? Lots there. Lots there. Yeah, we learned all about them. Everything. Um. <laughs> What did you see from the what did you see from the character or player that you would like to see more of in the future? I I would like to see more of the interaction between Silva and Tong, but we, that's you know been an ongoing. I want to see more of. Um, but that was pretty good. I want to see more where the the Kendall arc is going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. Yeah, let's yeah see, definitely let's, more between. Kendall and Dasavi and seeing the the two sides of that mom coin commander coin. Right. I'd like to see where that goes next. Um I will say that we can if we go to the back the who best embodied their character or or what role playing moment stands out most most, um, which is a very similar question. I like I I feel like Dasavi got uh tangled up in the commander crew member. Uh, mom situation uh and i i don't know evelyn you seem like you were off guard uh in that moment mm-hmm. uh so it's, i was not but dasavi was okay so I, I liked that and i'd like to see how that develops because i i feel like dasavi i feel like that was a departure for dasavi i feel like dasavi is normally very confident in what she's doing and she knows and she's mm-hmm. she's solid so i think that was a little bit of a departure and i'd like to see how that plays out I'm just gonna. I'm gonna put this out here. If if it ends up being decided that it's untenable for Kendall to stay on the ship, I don't mind writing her out of the campaign. I mean, like I'm enjoying her as a character, and I think she's got an interesting art coming up. But I just want to say, don't feel we have to bend over backwards to keep her in the game. Uh, I can always create another NPC. You know, I love doing that. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't. I don't think. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but I don't think it'll necessarily come to that. I think sure. it'll. We'll see how it goes organically. Yeah, I'm, I, seeing, I'm seeing doing a number of different ways. We, I was just saying that one's on the table. We might have a, I, I might have an, uh, an idea for something we can do later that would add some additional drama to the situation. Um, so we'll, we'll discuss that later. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't see her having to go anywhere anytime soon. So sure. Sure. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, I did really like that, that scene though with, Kendall and Dasavi and then bringing Ambrose in because yeah. I, Jack, was ready to shoot down Kendall hard as Ambrose. Uh, but Kendall actually handled that real well. And yeah. uh, Ambrose resonated with that and, you know, didn't give in, but was is, you know, definitely leaning into that situation. Right. And then on, on the other side of the coin, uh, kind of had to come down a little bit on Dasavi. You know, stop being mom, you're commander now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked the notion that there, I liked the notion that, that by Kendall refusing to seek any kind of help, uh, that she is potentially jeopardizing her career. And I like that, that is a, a a conversation Mm -hmm. that I think would be really fun to have with Kendall at some point. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
just to see um, how how she reacts to it and if she steps up or or doesn't. It it would be interesting to have another uh you know counseling scene between Kendall and uh Renewal if that's something that she would do. Yeah. That's I'd be up for that, but I would say I do think it'd also be interesting to see uh Ambrose involved in that too. Yeah. yeah. He's you know, he's one of the few people who could understand what she's going through just in terms of having telekinetic powers and not having them anymore. Yeah. So when, when we go off air, I have an idea that I'll bring up with you guys and see how you, how you float it. Um, what? Uh, go ahead. Go. Well, I was going to say, uh, do we, do we, this isn't quite answering the question, but I do want to put it out there as a general wish kind of. Yeah. I would love to see us have to join one of these hunts at some point. Like circumstances. Oh, I, I have that plan. Okay. Yeah, that, that's All a right. plan. We should put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I have uh I have a lot more to go with this group of the the these the these herins. Uh and there are other herins out there that you guys will encounter. So I understand that. Uh, what what her in means yeah yeah it's that is the tribal confederation yeah. yeah i was trying to explain that earlier and i didn't really get it and so i put it in the notes and that helps thank you for doing that yeah, yeah. i mean feel free to ask questions you guys know a lot about these people now and you're going to be spending a week with them <laughs> you can learn a lot and i'm going to put in the i'll probably put it up friday um trying to think what day is actually available but I'll, in the show notes i'll in the show bible um i'll have what you guys know uh of them awesome um if you could change one thing about the session what would it be mine would be that i had two three technical failures in the middle of the show which i don't understand because everything was running perfectly um Uh, i would love to see somebody get drunk with uh uh uh, with uh yes about yeah 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 Anybody else got anything? Uh, I would like to see, I I would like to have more time as Varen, but it, I mean, it made sense that Ambrose was, you know, my main character in that scene. So she was just in the background with her scanner, scanning everything possible. But in the future, yeah, when Ambrose doesn't have to be there, I think Varen would be perfect for this specific. Right. I would love to see, I would love to see more of, Varen's interpersonal reactions like not just what she does on the job but like who she is would love yeah. to see more mm-hmm. she's a Vulcan she is her her job <laughs> but that's not that's not true no oh, I know I know I know show, they're all very different but yeah. I would love to get more of an idea of what Varen is yeah I I love playing Vulcans I, I really want to play my previous Vulcan from your game again I really <laughs> Oh, the stories I have told with him. Um, anybody else have anything else they want to add? Evelyn, do you have anything you do want to change about the session? Not really anything that's changeable. I had a really frustrating afternoon and it took me out of that. Yay, I'm excited to play into a, I have no spoons, only flamethrowers mm-hmm. and had a bit of a time really getting into things today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the exact same oh. way. <laughs> there are no spoons. There is no spoons, only Zool. You were both delightful. Uh, well, thanks. I did find it eventually, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just good at faking it. So, (laughs) 
Um, I don't have anything else. I know uh, all about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else unless you guys have anything else you want to add. I think we can go ahead and call it a night. Yeah. All right. So uh, just to wrap things up, check us out on Patreon. I've got a couple Patreon subscribers now. Uh, I have to actually thank them. And uh, give me one second. I will try to talk over myself while I'm finding my Patreon because I lost it. Um, Patreon. I lost it. I don't know where it's at, but that's on me. I owe them an apology. Um, clicking this button now. Taking my sweet time about this. Um, I don't know. Okay, it does not ring. So anyway, I do owe two Patreon subscribers a uh, 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 shout out. I will give them that at the beginning of next episode instead of the end of this one. Um, other than that, uh, I said there's a new show out called uh, Against Boredom. The first episode was released today. Uh, it is there are some technical issues in that one too, but that was a done that was done live, and there was some drinking involved. So, um, yeah, it was a good show. I like uh, Chris from I Am Dynamite did a great job, so I'm glad he came on. And uh, I got some more of those coming out soon. Um, again, every other week for that one, just because I don't have time to do them other than that. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you want to give one last shout out to where they can find you, Jack? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, you can find me over at my own channel, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension uh, and over on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash a whole string of numbers and letters. Uh, but if you would like to help me make that youtube.com slash the people's ascension, go over and give me a subscribe over there. That's that's the metric they use. Go over and hit that subscribe button over there uh, so I can get enough followers over there to get a nice, simple youtube.com slash the people's ascension. There's a lot of great stuff over there. Uh, not much going on on Twitch right now. I am working on setting up the third season of rpgs uncovered a series dedicated to showing just how quick and easy it is to learn a new ttrpg uh, but you can find all of the previous seasons of that show over on youtube uh, as well as a number of fun little uh little series that we've done before and the most recent thing i did was the cyberpunk uh charity stream for ukraine that is also up on the youtube you can go check that out if you want to see some really fun cyberpunk uh mayhem it was an amazing show we we raised three hundred dollars which got quadrupled to twelve hundred dollars uh for for a great cause go check out roll versus evil uh that was founded by some of the founders of modifius uh, obviously who made star trek adventures here so go look at them uh that's roll versus evil uh go support them if you can uh because they're a great cause yeah um i saw you had that show going on i thought it was pretty interesting i didn't unfortunately have time to go check it out um but yeah it was pretty cool i i plan on doing a number a number more uh charity streams because it was it was very successful we raised a lot of money i met a lot of new people we had a lot of people in chat and it was just such a fun time uh because we got the audience involved with uh charity buys so when you when you donated it would unlock various things that would happen in game like weapon drops or special ammo or me making things more difficult so yeah. uh yeah i will be sure to announce when i'm doing my next charity stream because it was a ton of fun uh awesome uh the two patrons i will give them a shout out now it's uh, uh, Thomas Moore and Brian Kruger. And um, so thank you guys for following, uh, for following, for, for, for liking us on Patreon. I got more stuff coming out for that. Um, yeah. And the backlog episodes of Europa are all done and should be uploading tomorrow. So uh, yeah, I'm way backlogged on all my stuff. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, so, so long and thanks for all the fish. Thank you.